It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. For Imar Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on 693 SENQ. Queensland made. A very good morning, all. Heels. Good morning, Patty. How was yesterday? Thanks, mate. Yesterday, very cold. We just heard uh, Vanessa talk about the weather, didn't Ooh. we? And it was cold. I couldn't get couldn't get warm even in the air conditioning. You're rugged up today, too. I know. I just and it's <laughs> not that cold in here, is it today? <laughs> What is going on with our air conditioning here? What's going on with the weather outside? It's awful, isn't it? Well, if you're in Brisbane, it's awful. It's cold and wet and miserable, but uh, at least we're going a bit better than our compatriots down south in Sydney. It's been awful Mm -hmm. there for them, hasn't it? Yes. Uh, So that's no good for them. Uh, Big big news is the origin, I suppose, Mm -hmm. in, in sport. But, you know, Leah Kilner, let's not, let's talk about her as soon as we can. Little bit of progress. Yeah, look, I I had a text last night from a very good friend of mine, Lizzie Cantor, who does a lot of our weather and uh, and production stuff for Seven on the Gold Coast. You, you only had to say you got a text, mate. Mm. You've dropped her name and then Channel <laughs> Seven in there. <laughs> oh, what please. was she doing? That she was uh, wasting time texting you. Lizzie is a um, is a part owner of Dusty Tycoon, right? Uh, among many, okay, a little bit like the Queensland Rogues have the okay. uh, you know share in horses, right? And uh, coming good here. Leah has ridden Dusty Tycoon on a lot of occasions. I'm not sure whose news you watched last night, but on Seven's news last night, they had Rob Heathcote, who became very, very emotional Mm. when talking about Leah. And he had a Dusty Tycoon cap on. And he said, you know, Leah's very close to the the Dusty Tycoon syndicate. And and, and, look, they they were really feeling for it. Anyway, the, the, the text was from. From Rob to, you know, all the owners and, and said and confirmed the news that we'd heard yesterday that Leah woke briefly from the coma and uh, was asked to, you know, acknowledge that mum was there and squeezed her mum's finger, uh, which was great. And then the doctors put her back under. So, look, yeah, we hope and pray and uh, that, that all good things happen for Leah because every report that we've had, Heels, is that she's much, much loved in this industry and it was just an awful fall at Grafton at the weekend. And uh, yeah, we, we wish her the very best of luck. We're, we're going to have a chat to Tony Gollum this morning, and uh, you know he will he will speak about that as well. He's, he's had our, plenty to do with her. Yeah, he's our leading trainer, mm. so he would have he would have legged Leah up on on many a yeah. horse uh, in the last couple. And of the years. horse broke its leg, eh? I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. The horse broke down. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately, so that's the unfortunate news. We've got a big show lined up today. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, one of the NRL greats, but more so, he's a very very proud dad this morning. Who's that? Benny Walker. Benny Walker. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and he's in the he's in the what do you call it now? Centrelink queue. The NRL Centrelink queue <laughs> looking for jobs. Well, he's he, always applying for jobs. He works in real estate, but he he said basically he only works to pay for his airfares to go and watch his son play right. footy. You know? Okay. <laughs> like th- this time last year, he travelled he, he tightened it up, he travelled something like forty thousand Ks. Just to go and watch Sam play footy. Can well, someone buy him a television? <laughs> yeah, he's he a wants fox, to be and a there. Fox box. He wants to be there with his son. <laughs> well, I mean, the offer they've made the Warriors is incredible, and mm. why it won't get taken up is, you know, will be 
incredible if they don't, mm. you know, to to work for base wages. And if we don't make top eight, we're out after one year. <laughs> so, yeah, that, they've got new approaches to a lot of things. Yeah, look, I, brothers. I think everyone would love to see them have a crack and, and bring their distinctive style to the NRL. And uh, we know there's a few jobs in the offering out there right at the moment. Yeah. Well, I want to ask him what this distinctive style is. How, how different can you be? And so then, and why aren't franchises trusting that? You know, they're struggling to find jobs even when it won't cost a club. Mm. And they've got an ability and they've got a track record of being successful at head coaching. Mm. They're not going the assistant coach path into the head coach path. Um, it, they've been head coaches and uh, they, they think they've got a way to do it. I, my favourite Walker story, though, involves his uh, shame. It was his cohort. Yeah. It still, it remains. Yeah. I, I don't know why it sticks in. The amount of press conferences I would have been to over 40 odd years, it's, you know, God knows, tens of thousands. Yeah. But it was right in the middle of Origin, so it was this time of year uh, when, when Shane was playing the game. And, of course, Broncos, as usual, had been ravaged by, had been ravaged by Origin, I don't know, up to nine players out. And Shane was made captain. And so he was the, the designated hitter for the press conference that day. And, you know, over he came as proud as punch as the Broncos skipper for whatever game they were playing that weekend. And the, the, the obvious story was, you know, how pleased are you that you've been, you know, you're going to have the sea beside your name this weekend as captain of one of the, the great clubs. And he said, I haven't been this excited since the wife come home in the French maid lingerie. <laughs> and it just stuck with me. It made every news service, every radio service, every paper. It was hilarious. I mean, he just, yeah, they're, they're wonderful. And I think they bring that, that light-hearted attitude to their coaching. Oh, because it's yeah. footy. Yeah. They're yeah. no clinging on here. The, yeah. the footy coaches cling on, take it so seriously, and they're so protective of their jobs. <laughs> that they've got a perspective mm. on life. Both of them are well employed and both willing to coach. Uh, we haven't, uh, what are we now, uh, nine minutes into the show, Hills, and we haven't even mentioned Kyrgios. Yep. He caused quite a stir yesterday. The, the, the phones lit up and the, the text line lit up. So uh, if you do want to join us, that Brighton Homes open line, 13, 13, 55, although all reports that he was relatively well behaved well, last night. Well, it was Nicholas night. last night, wasn't mm, it? He was Nicholas, Nicholas. yes. Good boy, Nicholas. Yeah. Uh, the Becker Watt Lawyers text line is 0467 736 736. So uh, the other one of our guests this morning will be Brett Phillips. Uh, I think he's free. He's got free airtime. He's not Yeah, we're getting the thumbs up. Massive night, wasn't it? But yeah. he's going to be available. So we started with four, we're down to two. So for the first time, uh, I think since 99, Hills, where we had Paddy Rafter, who was our special guest yesterday, you tracked him down somewhere in Italy, Mark Philippousis, Wayne Arthurs and uh, Yelena Dokic. We had four through, two have advanced. So Kyrgios in five, pressed by uh, the American, Brandon uh, Nakashima. Isla Tomovanovic is, she's through in three over Elise Cornet, which is awesome. Through, yeah. to the, uh, through to the quarterfinals. And... She's saying that Mum had, yes. a, had a hand in this uh, this morning in her advancement to the last eight at Wimbledon. The biggest thing that's different this year is that my mom's here, and she didn't watch any of my matches last year. Even on TV, she would walk the dog for hours and then just check the score. And I was so mad at her because I was like, "What if I'm never going to do this again? You know, you missed it." And well, here you go, Mom. You're welcome. <laughs> She hates me now. <laughs> Where's she living? Well, they were Mom. Brisbane-based. They oh, were in Wimbledon. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know where they're living. Surely they've found... she got her own B&B or something? they found new accommodation for them over there. Yeah. yeah. Well, in case you missed yesterday, Dad, uh, who handled Isla's accommodation and, you know, I suppose booking flights, et cetera, there's a lot to do for young tennis players. Dad had only booked her accommodation around Wimbledon until last Friday, thinking that Isla was going to be out after a couple of rounds. Well, it's not the case. Anyway, she's she's absolutely delighted. She's uh, progressed and uh, she's into the quarters. As I said, this is a a wonderful feat. The biggest, <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I didn't really think I could do it. So. such great memories from last year and in a way you know I look back at that week a year ago and I think I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have and after some tough moments this year I thought you know am I ever going to get a chance again and I can't believe you know a year later I'm in the same position. Oh, hopefully she can take full belief into the next round mm. hopefully it's not going to be another step up that she doesn't really believe she can do it. Um, so, and, and there is the answer to Brett's frustrations. Brett Phillips has said, this lady is good mm. enough to be more consistent and much lower ranked. And it's her belief. She, she's not uh, confident enough to think she could do it. Yep. Mm. So, well, we've given away the Curios and Isla are through, so that means we've lost the, the demon. Uh, I watched the, the early parts of that last night. I mean, the, the joys of Brecky Radio, you've got to be asleep relatively early, but uh, he was going beautifully uh, and has, far, has fallen in five sets, unfortunately. Jason Kubler, who uh, Paddy Rafter sort of predicted unwittingly yesterday, uh, sadly fell out to the uh, power-serving American Taylor Fritz. So uh, Kubler out, Demon out. Uh, when just when Kyrgios thought he was going to meet Demon, he was watching early, and he said, "I saw him go two sets up." But uh, this is match point after a very, very long affair for uh, for Kyrgios last night at Wimbledon. <laughs> Through to the quarterfinals, and uh, this is the first time since he beat Nadal in 2014. 2014. Mm-hmm. There's eight years gone, mm. and I think he's starting to be aware of those eight. 20-year-old yeah, opponent uh, that he talked up and he knew was going to be all right. So, um, yeah, to, on to, you know, he, he started to really uh, be glowing of his opponent in this match. Uh so uh, nicer to hear than what we've seen in the past. I was really impressed with just Brandon today. Honestly, I didn't, you know, I didn't watch too much of his matches before um, today. Obviously, I looked at the draw and, you know, looked at the, some of the people he beat. Um, Shapovalov, he won juniors here, so I knew that Nakashima was going to bring a pretty good level today. But I just felt so many areas of his game were impressive for me. Second serve, I thought, was unbelievable. I wasn't able to attack it. Um, his backhand was so good. Anytime he got on a return, I felt like he made it, pushed pushed it back in play. Um, and for me, I knew from the get-go I wasn't playing as well as I would have liked. You know, I wasn't feeling the ball like I was against Tsitsipas or um, Krianovic, so I just knew I had to keep my head down and just battle today. Good he did battle. Yeah. Good descriptions. Although he did cop a little bit of flack at the end of the fourth set. So 
He's won at four six six four seven six three six six two. So the end of that uh, fourth set that uh, levelled it up at two apiece. Uh, so a couple of the commentators, including our own Todd Woodbridge, said, uh, "Well, he's he's tanked that last game, uh, but he had his reasons. He had his rationale." It was a good mental performance. Um, you know, at the end of the fourth, complete rope-a-dope tactic. Um, you know, I just threw away that, that service game. You know, I wanted him because I knew that he was in a rhythm. Um, you know, he was starting to get on top of me and I just kind of wanted to throw him off a little bit and, um, you know, it worked. Mm. It's fascinating, the, the inside, isn't it? I mean, commentators sitting back, commentators who know the game, you know, like the back of their hand, couldn't understand it, but, yeah, rope-a-dope. Well, he just uh, threw away the fourth set. So that he get get into the fifth on a more and, and even try deal. And, try and disrupt his rhythm. Mm. Uh, some injury concerns uh, for Kyrgios. And I was always thinking that hip from the Sitsipas slip was going to cost him, uh, you know, energy in the in the tournament. But mm. it, it's not his hip; it's the shoulder. Yeah, he had to take painkillers midway through mm. or early in the match. But he's he's got through, and he said uh, the shoulder always feels a hell of a lot better when you're winning. So uh, yeah, he's obviously over that, and he said. Effectively, he said, "No, I'm not going to go out in the practice courts." He said, "I deserve a good glass of wine tonight." Oh, yeah, I'm not even going to think about that. I'm just going to put my. I need. I needed a glass of wine for sure tonight. <laughs> for sure. So. Um. I needed one in the fourth. <laughs> the, um, so, so yeah, the shoulder can't be a good injury to have, eh? Um, so, who does he play now? I don't oh. know. We'll look that up and see see what he's got. Ah, uh, Garen. Oh, so well, see, he thought Dimonor. he was, he thought he was going to be taking uh, Dimonor on, and and mm. with Dimonor two sets up, that would have given uh, Kyrgios v the Demon, and at least guaranteeing one Aussie through to the semis. Yep. Sadly, that's uh, well, hopefully that's still the case that Kyrgios advances. Very important for Garen to get in front early, as early as you possibly can, and make him serve, serve, serve. Yeah, well, Nakashima did. Nakashima took the first set. Yeah, but he started with a fresh shoulder. If he's starting with a doubtful shoulder, make it work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, Origin. What about Origin? Tommy Gilbert for the Queenslanders. Eh? Yeah, good on him. He's he's massive. He's in good form, and Billy Slater likes him. Yeah. There's a fair bit to like about Tom. He's He's been playing really well, actually. Um, you know, been on the radar for a while. And, uh, look, he's... He's that sort of player that you just want in your team. Um, you know, works really hard in defence, keeps his feet moving. Um, you know, hearing a lot of reports that he's he's really fit. Um, yeah, you know, and he just he's got good leg speed as well, so a good carry. And um, yeah, looking forward to having him in our team. Mm, leg speed, athletic, and big. Well, that's the, it, it's the same old story coming from the Cowboys. That the whole lot of them are fit. Yep. Nano comes into the starting side, which we which we predicted. So he hasn't gone for a whole heap of change. I mean, uh, the the Gilbert thing was forced upon him because Felice Cafusi is still in the states with his dad. Yes. So Gagai retains his spot, uh, which which we thought was going to be the case. And they're so, hoping that Carrigan can have the impact yeah. of Origin One again. Look, after the break, we'll also chat about. Uh, they've admitted they got a few decisions wrong. Oh, at the admitted. weekend of the NRL. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Chatting on the massive the, loss for the Raiders, that yeah. Raiders massive. called it, it, it should have been a penalty to go and at least try and force it to uh, to Golden Point. So, we, we'll chat about that. Uh, your thoughts on the six again? That's all coming up. As we said, uh, we have a great a, a great show lined up today. And we hope you can join us. The Brighton Homes open line, we'd love to hear from you. 13 13 55. Uh, we'll be back in, the, in a moment. 
for IMAR Insurance. Get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on 693 SENQ. Queensland made. Big show ahead today. Uh, we'll have a chat to NRL great Ben Walker, dad of Sam, proudest dad in the state. Mm. who's uh, joined the squad. Brett Phillips uh, will be joining us today. Yes, his broadcast commitments are finished to talk about a pretty good day for the Aussies. Uh, two through, Philippus, uh sorry, uh, Mark Kyrgios, uh, Nick Kyrgios, I'll get it right in a minute. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I've got Philippoussis on the brain today because he was one of the four Aussies that made it in 99 and I was reading about him uh, earlier. So Nick Kyrgios and Isla Tomlianovic uh, is through and we'll also be talking to leading trainer Tony Gollan to uh, wrap up the carnival and see what's uh, ahead for him as far as the spring goes. But we've got a caller here, uh, Mick from Griffin. Now, Mick, before we even go ahead, tell me where Griffin is. I've lived in this city for damn near half a century. Yeah. Where is Griffin? Uh, it's just south of Northlake, boys. It's uh, definitely a doll, dollies rock. Uh, so you'll be a dolphin supporter? Yeah. <laughs> so what's on your mind? <laughs> I've just... Yeah, we've lost it. We've lost Mick there. You, you there, boys? I've got you now. I've got you now, Mick, yes. Far yeah. away. I'm actually... Uh, Uh, yeah, we've we've lost Mick, unfortunately. Um, Heels, we're talking about the six again. So the, the NRL, uh, through Graham Addersley yesterday and his regular Monday press conference, they had a little bit to answer for because uh, Trent Robinson went off about a call just before halftime of the Sam Verrill's tackle. They've admitted they got that one wrong. Uh, but the, the big one was uh, in the Raiders game. In the last couple of or the, the dying seconds of mm. the game, there should have been a penalty awarded for the uh, the Dragons, particularly Ben Hunt, uh, using the system. And instead, they just got the six again calls, uh, which didn't help. If they got the penalty, which would have been virtually right in front of the post, would have tied it up and we'd probably go to uh, extra time. So this was Graham Annesley on this Raiders call. In most incidents where you see that type of tackle, uh, it will result in a penalty. Um, it's not... It's not possible for me to say that uh, that he's square when he when when he moves to to chase. Um, so in our view, that should have been a penalty. Oh, be careful in Origin. Split markers are going to be targeted, <clears throat> and they've been split all year. The refs have done nothing about them. Yeah. Look, it's I, I'm I'm still a fan of the six again. Right. So this is a question for today, isn't it? Yeah. Should the six again stay, or has the experiment failed? No, well, I don't think it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like the tweak that they made for this season that uh, in, their, in their own half, the penalty, but once you're in the opposition half, they roll the six agains out. But in, in this instance, even though they were in the opposition half, that Annesley is saying that the infringements had become blatant and the, the penalty was warranted. Yes, and it may be in the last set of six. In the last mm. two minutes of the game, you don't get a set of a six again. I think the six again's good. We we haven't seen many penalties in your own twenty, have we? Oh, uh, no, no, they haven't been they haven't been rife. But no, yeah, we saw a we saw a but the, the in purpose, the origin, remember purposeful, uh, you know, flop mm. and hold down on the first in their territory hasn't been as prevalent. Maybe the players have got off them well so that the penalty doesn't get given. Yeah. 
They're I, starting th- to I think the six again is pretty good. There might be some adjustments in certain parts of the game. What do you think? Made. Have they got the six again right? Uh, give us a call on that. Brighton Homes open line, 13 13 55. And you could win a Signet Power Bank, which is valued at 60 bucks. Where have you dug that one from? There's another one. The, the prize pack is, yes. is vast out there. Very good. I don't. There's things out there that Mark Braybrook hasn't even told me about. No. But uh, it, it's, it's obviously very big, the Signet Power Bank. So that's, uh, give us a call on that 131355 number. I think it is time now. It's that time of the day as we uh, get to 628. It's a little bit late, but it is time to... Stump Heels on SENQ. You were very harsh yesterday, but come on, let's go. <laughs> Okay, all right. Uh, we've got it. We and, and as you know, Hills, we've got a sponsor for Stump Hills now, yep. the Queensland Garden Expo. It's on this weekend, so they're a short-term sponsor. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll get next year's. We'll get really ready for next year's over the next twelve months. Now, here's a, another tricky question. He's he's trying to help me this week. Through, uh, so after I won yesterday. The Broncos won their first six games in the uh, New South Wales Rugby League competition in 1988. What, which team was the first one to beat them? Mm. So we know that they had that big win over Manly, who were the reigning premiers from 87. But that was their opening game. I think everyone remembers that if we go back that far. or know a little bit then about Then they won Broncos five history. more. They, they won their first five six. Who was the first team to beat them, Heels? Right and why, I, the only clue I'll give you, it was at Lang Park. That, uh, that doesn't help you all that much, does it? No. Mm. Yeah, and and, and Cuzzy, bro, there's been no sending in clues to him. <laughs> I've got a big screen in front of me now. I can't cover that one up. I just won't look. All right. Uh, you get a bit of thinking time for this one. It's uh, just ticked over 6.30. The news with Vanessa is now. Is on this weekend at Nambour Showgrounds. Get your tickets online or at the gate, and they are your proud sponsors of Stump Hill. And I'm feeling that I'm about to go up 2 0 for the week and start very quickly on closing that 11 6 advantage down that you have on the weekly basis. Why are you feeling that? Well, I don't think you'll get this one. The Broncos won their first six games in the New South Wales Rugby League competition in 1988. Mm, who were they against? Well, I don't know. I don't, it's not part <laughs> of the. Well, Manly were the first, remember? Um, well, what was the first team to beat them? That is our question. It happened at Lang Park on April 16. My anniversary. <laughs> what? That was my wedding day. 1988. Well, no wonder you won't know is this. Is that 1988? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's my wedding day. Uh, so the team. So you weren't there. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I got the game in. It was 3.05 kickoff. Yeah, I got the game in and... What zip, time, I'm zip sorry, back to the reception. What time was the wedding kickoff? Uh, yeah, one, one went to Suncorp <laughs> and then back to the Greek club. <laughs> um, oh, I hope Helen's not well, listening. Well, the uh, you know the teams with big followings. Uh, I'm, I'm Parramatta. Whenever I used to go to ANZ Stadium to mm-hmm. watch the Bronx, Parramatta had big crowds. St George, St George have a big crowd. Yeah. Um, I've had a little bit of a hint here somewhere that it wasn't the Bulldogs in the studio somewhere. So Bulldogs were another one I was going to mention, and then oh, I, I get to. Thing. Balmain, Canberra, and Penrith were good teams, weren't they? Um, you, you know, and they, was that the 89 grand final, that good one between Balmain and Canberra? So they're on the up. Um, Jesus. Stop uh, looking at me for clues. I'm not giving you any clues. I'm losing. 
Yeah, so it's a tricky old one, this. Pen, did Penrith win in 89? No, Balmain and Canberra then. When did Penrith win, Mark? So they were uh, on the 91. 91. Uh, um, I'm going Balmain. It's 6.30. Oh, you are kidding. That's right. <laughs> oh, I was so close to going Canberra. I was going to go Canberra. I went, oh, I'm going Balmain. <laughs> <laughs> that is three in the last five days. You've just flat out guessed. Well, I have to guess. Right. What else can I do? I'm not sure, but uh, I th- it was kind of. It came down to out of Balmain and Canberra, oh. and I and I was had Canberra coming out of my mouth. But it's ba- Balmain, is it? Thanks to the Queensland Garden Expo on this weekend. Hey, a bit of excitement, Showgrounds. mate. The Garden Expo is good. <laughs> Nambour Showgrounds. Don't let a loss in Stump Hills. Interfere with your enthusiasm your, for the Garden Expo. Get your tickets online or at the gate. Oh, God. Yes, it was Balmain. Lang Park, <laughs> April 16, your wedding day, 1988. Balmain won at 26-18. 26-18. Who would Balmain have had playing for him? Kerry Hemsley? I don't care anymore. Scotty Gale was in there. Neil like Pringle? Scotty Gale was in there. No, Scotty no. Gale, yes. Benny Elias, Blocker, <laughs> Gary Jack, um, James Grant let's, might have been playing on that. Let's game. move on. Oh, <laughs> Sports update with Mark Braybrook. Thanks to Shaw Unify, your national uniform experts. They are for construction, healthcare, government, hospitality, corporate, retail, transport and logistics. Now you're back, Paddy. <laughs> Morning, everyone. Uh, worrying times for the Broncos. Injury-wise, an origin mm. this weekend. They take on the Dragons. Uh, Payne Haas, that shoulder, those shoulder injuries <laughs> have mm. taken their toll, so he'll be out for a few weeks. Corey Jensen's got the old man's injury. He's done the calf, Bad so he'll too. be out for a couple of weeks uh, at least. What do you call it? Grade two. Is it? Uh, Tamari Martin, fractured rib, so he's out. And a couple of players injured playing for Wynnum on the weekend as well. Uh, Brendan Pikura and um, Rabati. Rabati broke his arm. TC Rabati broke mm-hmm. his arm. So uh, not good for the Bronx. Their team will be named tonight for that game against the Dragons on Sunday, which you'll hear here on 693, 693 SENQ. Uh, Jared Wallace has accepted a two-match ban for his dangerous tackle in the loss to Newcastle on Friday night. Uh, the Titans are in a world of pain. And there's a bit of there's a video going around of after the match where I don't know whether you've seen it. The no. coach, Justin Holbrook, is sitting there talking to a group of players. Uh, Jared Wallace, one of them. I think AJ Brimson was another, and there was another there after the game. And obviously, you know, very disappointed, hand on the face, doing this, talking to players. And one of them's on his phone, on his mobile phone, looking at texts and all that sort of stuff. So I think that gives an insight into where the club's at, is it mm. not? The fact that uh, on the phone while the coach is having a chat. Anyway, Matt Lodge has officially joined the Roosters now and is after, a, you know, sort of trialling for a long-term deal in his eyes uh, there at the Roosters. And the uh, teams for this weekend's round will be named tonight. On uh, Graham Mannersley has admitted the referee got it wrong on Sunday in that uh, game between Canberra and the Dragons in a number of areas. Mm-hmm. Percy's asking about your opinion to on this these refereeing blunders. Well, my opinion on that uh, straight away in the game, we called that game myself, Gary Belcher and Gary Freeman, was that with five seconds to go, it's a waste of time and it's useless to signal six again. Six again, yeah. Particularly when the team's down by two and you're right in front. And it, it was a deliberate – it should have been Sinbin. It should that's, have been penalty and Sinbin, Ben Hunt, the same as Felice Cafusi. That six again – it should never have got to the last tackle. Yes. It should have been game awareness by the referee – the, what the players are trying to do. Yes. Bang. Penalty right in front. And Heels, you and I were discussing before. You said, well, there's one more tackle. Well, they would still have that opportunity for one more tackle uh, if they wanted to or they take the two um, to, to level the game. And 
it clearly was offside at marker. Call that in the game straight away. So there was that. And then there was Jerry yeah. Sutton on Friday night with the ridiculous Sam Verrill's, Sam Verrill's tackle. Yeah. tackle, which was uh, just a legitimate tackle. Mm. I mean, that, but that gives an insight into where the referees are at with their minds. The fact that they're that scared, they're that scrambled, they don't want to let anything that looks remotely dangerous go. Otherwise, they'll cop a rocket. So, but, um, but that, the Canberra Raiders St. George one, he missed two. In, he had a great chance to redeem oh. his first miss, and he missed another one. Oh. Yeah, don't start me. Anyway, Ilya Tom Lanovich is through to the quarterfinals. She's the first. You threw in Mark Philippoussis, Paddy, but you missed this stat. The first Aussie to make back-to-back quarterfinals in the women's draw since Yelena Dokic in 1999-2000. So 22 years since we've had an Aussie make back-to-back quarterfinals at Wimbledon. So well done to Alia. Wouldn't Um, you have loved a demon to get through too, so that we were guaranteed at least someone. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, Nick's through. Demonar and Kubler were beaten. The AFLW will start on August 25 uh, this year. So another competition coming up for the uh, women in the AFL. And on the men's grand final day, mm. they've got a game at Punt Road. Okay. So you just... Yeah, at 11.10. They've scheduled a match at Punt Road as everyone's streaming into the grand distance? final. Yeah. 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 Eric Hipwood will front the AFL Tribunal for a push into the back of another player that ended up into the back of the umpire. Right. So the Lions will be defending that and bringing some evidence there. It's, it's split the AFL world as to whether it was a deliberate act from Hipwood to to push him into the umpire or just one of those things and that happened in the game. So the Tribunal will decide that. Scott McLaughlin has won the Indy 200 in Ohio, his second win in the IndyCar. You mentioned at the top of the show that Leah Kilner, uh, momentarily out of a coma, which they all say is a good sign, squeezed the hand of the mum. They put her straight back into an induced coma because they say it can often frighten the patient to wake up in that environment suddenly. Mm. Uh, so they gradually, that's why they gradually bring them out mm. of the coma. So fingers crossed for Leah. You mentioned... Um, the, the association she has uh, with Liz well, Cantor and the horse that she has. Yeah, she also, Tycoon. Yeah, but she yeah. also rides the big goodbye uh, as well. Yeah. Um, Leah, one of our plethora of horses. Mm. And just finally, boys, Joey Chestnut. Talk about the goat. He is the goat. Is he? Yeah, he's won his 15th straight hot dog eating championship. <sighs> July 4th, 4th of July celebration he yesterday. Must have some serious shoved, digestive juices. Yeah. Is it eating when you just shovel it, guzzle it down your throat the way they do? Or is that just, should it be called an eating contest or what's another name for it? You've got to swallow it though. Gluttony. Oh, that's extraordinary. Anyway, Joey Chestnut. Mm. There you go. Uh, Now we're also looking for our rookie recruit, aren't we? Mm. We're giving you the chance to live out a dream. Join SENQ's commentary team for the State of Origin Deciders. It's from our corporate sweet heels, you're paying attention. So best seats in the house, food and drink supplied. You'll get to uh, sit right beside Scotty Sattler as he calls Queensland home. All you've got to do is record yourself calling some of a game, around 15 or 20 seconds, and then tag us on Instagram or Facebook at SEN Queensland or email us, Pat and Heels, one word, Pat and Heels at SEN.com.au. Or if you want to do it live... Yeah, give us a up. call on thirteen thirteen fifty five. I'm going to give extra points for live. Are you? Yeah, because that's difficult to do. So get your script ready. Get your put you know your scenario on the field mm-hmm. ready, and give us a live shot, and uh, you might win that. I'm going to give you extra bonuses, but that's the one of the greatest prizes you can ever win. If you really love Origin, 
you can get there and sit in comfort and hear the, the bowels of the yeah. game. It's unreal. Good sell, out, sell out the cider at Suncorp, but it doesn't get any better. Uh, so you're one of the judges, are eh? you? have been self-appointed. Yep. Okay. Well, <laughs> you've made a decision. If I had a lost heels, huh? uh, stump heels today, I, w- I wouldn't have been, but because I won, I <laughs> Don't bring it up. Breakfast with Pat and Heels on SENQ. It is 6.42. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Pat and Heels on 693 SENQ. Queensland made. We're back. It's always a bright and breezy chat with Queensland's leading trainer, Tony Gollan. But, but Tony, uh, right at the moment, there's a pall over the, the industry and we're all feeling for, for Leah Kilner and, uh, and her family, mate, aren't we? Uh, what's the, the, the word around uh, uh, Eagle Farm this morning? Any updates? Uh, good morning, guys. Uh, look, I haven't heard a whole lot this morning um, at all, to, to be honest. And, yeah, but you're right. What you... Well, what you said is right. Everyone's uh, obviously pretty upset and and shocked because she's such a popular person. She's a really, really nice, um, nice young woman, and and you know, the boss said the same thing the other day, and there's been plenty of other people saying it. So it's, it's pretty horrific when these things happen. The whole jockey community really feel it, and racing community at large all sort of feel it. And our prayers and thoughts are all out with her, and hopefully that that she can make a a really good recovery when she does come to. Mm, because I th- I think the industry's had a pretty good run, Tony, hasn't it? Yeah, we have we have had a pretty good run, but I mean that's 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 the uh, unfortunately the nature of the beast, isn't it? There's not too many jobs where you know you get followed around by an ambulance, which is pretty well what happens with jockeys when they ride. An ambulance follows them around, so it's it's a pretty risky profession. Um, and certainly with Lee's fall the other day, you you just can't predict something like that. You know, the horse is just going along and sort of a hundred metres away from the post, things things just went went astray quite quickly on her and. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty hard to, hard to watch, hard to see, and you don't you certainly don't like seeing. And another young girl fell yesterday, I think, at Gunnedah as well. So, yeah, unfortunately, mm. these these things do happen, and they're, they're obviously everyone's aware of the risk, but you still certainly don't like don't like seeing it when it happens, particularly with someone you know, etc. As well, yeah. which makes it pretty tough for everyone involved. Yeah, as you said, she's been immensely popular around the tracks, and we we wish her the very best of luck. Hey, uh, uh, now, speaking of that, you're about to launch another great career, uh, Angela Jones. Uh, she's joined your stable. Yeah, she's a lovely, lovely young young woman. Uh, house from Western Queensland, I think, originally. And then she's up with a, a good friend of mine, Lindsay Hatch, in Toowoomba, where she sort of you know, started to cut her teeth, similar to the, the, the way the Bailey Notif sort of came down here to Brisbane to us a few seasons ago. Mm. And been watching Ange for a while. She's been coming down one day a week for about a year now. and. Yeah. Sort of just biding time until next season starts till August. She's made the move officially to Brisbane oh, a handful of weeks ago now, straight after Stradbroke, I think it was, and she's settling in well um, and looking forward to her launching into the metropolitan area right at the start of the new season, which is the 1st of August. Hey, speaking of the Stratty, you were pretty bullish about uh, Isotope leading in, and uh, it was a very gutsy fourth in that race. What happens to Isotope now? And, and you know, where do you go after the carnival, mate? Have you got many set up for the spring? Yeah, we do. She, she's probably one of them. I was a disappointed, actually, Stradbroke, with her. I, I felt she would gun well. She still played up in the barriers a little bit. There's yeah. just something there that, that she's just not spot on, whether it's she just doesn't love Eagle Farm or what is. I'm not sure. She begun well, got a lovely position, and I thought off the corner, if we're at Doom and she just wins the race, she lets down well, but she just doesn't seem to let her action quite go here. We we talk about the surface, and it's done a great job you know, through the winter, this track, yeah. with all the rain, etc. But it's still not every horse's cup of tea, and 
I just wonder whether that's the case with her. So we've backed off her a, a couple of weeks off and a little bit of treadmilling, and I'm going to give her a light spring campaign. There's not a lot for her in the summer. Her rating's probably too high to run in our Queensland Carnival in the summer now. So we're going to look at heading away. She runs in Melbourne now mid-September, so she's come back to the stable yesterday. She looks terrific. She, she's a bit like me when she goes on holiday. She puts on weight very quickly, that's for sure. So take <laughs> a bit of trimming up. <laughs> um, what what are your final uh, comments on the Brisbane Winter Carnival? Oh, I think it's been good. I mean, it's, we never had a Dooman Carnival, did we? We lost that with rain yeah. and with the 10,000 men shifted to Eagle Farm, which was which was quite remarkable. Um, but, yeah, no, it was a different carnival. I think every, no one – I mean, the Snowdens had a great carnival from Sydney. They, they stay up here with us. They've had a terrific time. But, you know, apart from them, with a couple of group ones, I think it sort of got spread right around, didn't it? You know, a couple yeah. of locals got group ones, which was great to see for, for Queensland participants. And I think overall it was a, it was a pretty tough, solid carnival. Uh, Eagle Farm really had to bear the – bear the brunt of a lot of racing obviously with the with the massive drainage power this track has and you know then when we went to other tracks outside of here we, we seem to get quite wet yeah. conditions all the time but it's, it's just part of this weather process we're going through now and I mean we can't complain too much can we like we're still racing and can't go to job there's people everywhere over the place flooding etc etc so I think the carnival was good it was tough I think the race clubs did a really good job with it all and yeah I think it was it was a really successful carnival. Uh, now, you speak of the Stadens, and, uh, of course, uh, they had uh, a Belter, one of the JJ Atkins. Uh, you and Paul have a, a friendly rivalry, don't you, when it comes to origin time? <laughs> we do. We get along really well, but we do rib each other a lot come origin. We we watched the first game. He was up here at my house, and it was great. I've never seen a bloke leave out the front door as soon as full time <laughs> was over. Knocked the hinge off it. I could have sent him the bill for that. He was going out that quick. But oh, he was giving a lot of lot of cheek after Perth. You know, we don't travel well to Perth. No, we, really? we haven't. No, that, that's it. We're not going to Perth they want anymore. No, nah, I think they want to piss Perth off next year. We go somewhere else. It's not much good to us. So yeah, so it's one all. And, and he's um uh, pulls up here actually for the third game. We're going to go out and watch the game together at Suncorp. So I hope I get the uh, the bragging rights after game three. Oh, so do I, mate. I hope you do. Hey, mate, always, always great to chat to you. And uh, as I said, it's, uh, it's lovely to talk. We'll, we'll keep in touch, uh, in touch right the way through the spring with, uh, with, with all your team. But it's, uh, right at the moment, the whole of the industry is focused on, uh, on Leah Kilner and, and wishing her the best. Yeah, most certainly. I think everyone out there, as many prayers as you can get, you know, whatever's going to help um, to get Leah back, mended and, and hopefully back, you know, doing what she loves, which is riding horses. That'd be lovely, lovely to see. But first and foremost, just as hopefully we can get her back and, Get amended and getting around again, which is which is what everyone wants. Well said. Our champion trainer, Tony Goller. Thank you, mate. Thanks, Tony. Tab Queensland Winter Racing Carnival. The Greyhound Racing at Albion Park is the place to chase. Gambled responsibly, though. It is 6.53. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on 693 SENQ. Queensland made. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll have a chat to Ben Walker. Proud dad of Sam a little later on has joined the Origin Squad. Um, if you missed Stump Heels this morning, Heels guessed that it was Balmain was the first team ever to beat the Broncos, and that was at Lang Park. That won't April be the 16, last time, I guess. Which is his <laughs> wedding anniversary. Uh, and Muzzy, Muzz has sent through 
Yeah, well, he said, you'll never beat Heels. He can be tinny as. Ask him about winning the major prize at the Wedding Expo in 88. Yeah. And he went to the wedding dressed like Liberace. He was as happy as Larry. <laughs> we'll, we'll hear about that after the 7 o'clock news because that's coming up very quickly now with Vanessa Gibson. I can't believe this. Is that true? Yeah, I won the Wedding Expo prize. $3,000 <laughs> worth of services. <laughs> Uh, you, are, <laughs> you are, Timmy. Right. News with Vanessa is next. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on 693 SENQ. Queensland made. Plenty happening in the first hour uh, of the show today. We've already had uh, Tony Gollan on. Uh, mixed news from Newcastle, uh, from New- Wimbledon, I should say. Curios and Tom Lianovich through, Dimonor and Kubler out. We'll be talking very shortly to Brett Phillips. We will catch up with him this morning to get his take on all that has happened at, uh, at SW9. And uh, <laughs> there's this strange text from Murray. So for those just joining us, in Stump Heels today, the question was, the Broncos won their first uh, six games in the New South Wales Rugby League comp in 88. What was the first team to beat them? It turned out it was Balmain, 26-18, Lang Park, April 16. Of course it was. So April 16, 88 was also Heels' wedding anniversary. Then Murray chimes in uh, on on the Beckerwatt Lawyers text line. Uh, morning, Pat and uh, Mark and Pat. You'll never beat Heels because he is tinny. Ask him about winning the major prize at the Wedding Expo in 88 and went to the wedding dressed like Liberace but was happy as Larry. <laughs> Had a few frills on and cummerbund. <laughs> <laughs> good, good memory, Muzz. Like, I've only got sketchy memories. Went to the expo, you know, months before your wedding to find out what the latest is, maybe 12 months before your wedding. Okay, so and, did Helen encourage that or did you go Yeah, Helen and I boat? were there. Yeah, yeah, Helen and I were both there. And mm. my, probably a lucky door prize or our entry ticket went in the barrel. Yeah. And at the end of the weekend, they probably rang us up and said, you've won the, you've won the expo package, $3,000 <laughs> worth of stuff. I think it was, and I'd, I'm not really sure what it included now because we had most things organised, but, you know, it would have been photographer and album, cars if you want them, we didn't need them, but flowers, suits maybe, and, uh, you know, accommodation packages maybe. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure what we spent it on. I think we left a fair bit of it unspent, but that was good. And then you made your test of in September that year, so then you just left Helen alone to her own devices yeah. for the, yeah, yeah. For the next have, 10 years. Have eight years to yourself here, please. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, romantic, I got yeah. selected two weeks before that expo and before my wedding. Yeah. And and so our lives changed dramatically. And mm. then I had six months to get ready for Pakistan. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, well, there you go. So Murray's got a better memory than you yeah. when it comes to Good work, Muth. <laughs> All right, thanks to uh, Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches providing quality coach education right across the globe. Inquire and enroll at aatc.tennis. Brett Phillips, ah, oh, we missed you yesterday, but you were working, weren't you? Uh, I was uh, much uh, earlier finished today. Thank you, Raphael Nadal. Uh, <laughs> he went straight sets uh, today, and uh, as my head was hitting the desk at uh, nine this morning, <laughs> I uh, said a prayer, and uh, Raphael, he came to the party, uh, Pat, so nice work, Raphael. Well, we, we went second best yesterday when we knew we couldn't get you. We grabbed hold of Pat Rafter yesterday. Well, he had a bit to say, didn't he? Uh, particularly about his uh, his good friend uh, Nick Kyrgios. Uh, there's no love lost there, of course, uh, between uh, Pat and Nick and Pat and Bernard Tomic. So, and I don't, I don't blame Pat at all uh, for what he went through as a Davis Cup captain. But look, um, 
uh, it was a much calmer affair uh, on centre court uh, today for uh, for Nick Kyrgios. Uh, look, one in five, uh, you know, played terrific tennis. Really good battle, actually. Uh, Brandon Nakashima, just keep an eye on this young guy. One of 13 Americans inside the top 100. They've got so much talent. And uh, he, he played uh, a great match. And probably 12 months down the track, I think we might be talking about him as a you know, potential Grand Slam uh, quarter-finalist. And you know, Nick had a couple of issues with the, the shoulder uh, throughout the match, had a couple of medical timeouts. And look, I suppose uh, if we're just judging on the tennis, this is a, another you know, good sign that he's actually got through a bit of adversity. I mean, there's times in the past, sore shoulder, it's getting a bit too hard. Yeah. Oh, you know, into week two of the tournament, um, I'm not really, uh, I'm not really going here. But he, he found a, a gear and he found a way. And you know, he, he clearly wants to, um, he clearly wants to get a few critics, uh, many critics off his back by actually fulfilling the talent we all know he's uh, got. So that's the sort of attitude he's bringing to the table. And for the large part on centre court, he, he was uh, in, in a you know good frame of mind yeah. today. Maybe it's that. That setting that sort of brought that more uh, calm nature because centre court is you know, a much quieter court and you've got the royal box there and all the dignitaries and everything uh, who are watching the tennis. So, uh, look, he played well. Unfortunately, though, we haven't got the quarterfinal we wanted because... No, you, uh, yeah, you took the yeah, words de- out of the mouth. Devastating loss for Demon Hall. Yeah, devastating. So the I mean, Chilean threw love. Christian Garin and he's the one that now be- meets Kyrgios. Yeah, and look, you know, uh, Alex played, you know, two great sets, uh, but the door was left open, and and Garen, yes, known as a clay quarter, but you don't get to the fourth round of Wimbledon if you haven't played some sort of decent tennis on the way through, and yeah. uh, he's always been a great stroke maker, and gee, Alex had his chances. Uh, he'll rue that, and and he 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 hit the nail on the head in press after Pat by saying, I've still I've got to somehow find a way to play these big points better. Um, and that, that's that's the key. I mean, if he, he can compete, no problems with that. But just being able to grab the moments and 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 not allow your opponent in uh, and have, have more of that killer instinct, uh, and, and that's that's the challenge for Alex uh, going forward as he tries to build a, a bigger frame. So it's a missed opportunity, that's for sure. He is looking a little bit bigger through the chest, isn't he? At the moment, was there something that obviously let him down on big points last night? Yeah, it was just it's. Just probably it's still that weight of shot. Um, he, he just, I mean, as, as much as he, um, you know, has improved and increased his power, and I, I agree, he has got a bit bigger and the serves a bit bigger. Uh, it's noticeable, but it's going to have to go to a, a whole other level. Mm-hmm. These guys strike the ball uh, incredibly uh, at that level, and um, he just can't quite go. Uh, and then, it's, and then it comes down to shot selection at times as well. So it's, it's little things. I mean, yeah, you know, for the large part, he's doing so much right. Yep. And on the tennis court, and that's why we love him. But, um, yeah, that's, a, that's a, a match on paper that was the best opportunity he had to make his first Wimbledon quarter. So for the second year in a row, we get uh, Isla Tolianovich through to the quarters. Yes. Um, now, can I just interrupt uh, our chat for a second? And I know you would have heard this from uh, her post-round interview, but yeah. I, I thought this little bit was just beautiful from Isla after she'd won in three sets. The biggest thing that's different this year is that my mom's here and she didn't watch any of my matches last year. Even on TV, she would walk the dog for hours and then just check the score. And I was so mad at her because I was like, what if I'm never going to do this again? You know, you missed it. And well, here you go, mom. You're welcome. (laughs) She hates me now. Beautiful, wasn't it? I mean, and this is after yeah. we made quite a point yesterday, <laughs> Brett, of uh, of Dad 
failing to book accommodation for his daughter at Wimbledon Pass last Friday <laughs> because he thought she yeah, was going to be out. <laughs> yeah, Ratko, the dad, he's there. He's there every step of the way with her, and, and Mum, yeah, really seen uh, at the tennis. Uh, Travelling the world, it's Dad and uh, you know the entourage um, that, that support him. Look, I'm wrapped for Isla uh, today. Tough opponent, Elise Cornet. Um, and there's no better, uh, uh, or maybe Serena Williams has been the best. You know, theatrics and the theatre and uh, stumbling over and hitting the deck and up she gets and she's walking around like <laughs> she's yeah. lost half the leg and then, then she fires <laughs> up again and uh, she's inspired. She's played 62 consecutive majors. I mean, she's been the most durable of anyone on the tour for the last uh, 15 years. And Isla just, she stuck to her guns from a set down. I mean, she is just a really good ball striker. And in the end, she just put too much pressure on uh, Cornet. And much to Isla Tom Lenovich's relief now, uh, she uh, has a winnable quarterfinal as opposed to having to play Ash Barty uh, last year. Yeah. She's got Elena Rivakina, who's a good player from Kazakhstan, who, uh, uh, no surprise, she's... At this stage of the tournament, uh, she uh, is a is a big, strapping uh, athlete who um, hits a, a mean tennis ball. But that's a, it's a very winnable match for Isla, and I'm really wrapped for it. It's yeah, done a great job. Yeah, me too. So Tatiana Maria is a, a very interesting story oh. too in the ladies' draw, isn't she? Thirty four year old, two kids. She's come back after yep. each one of them and quarter final belief. I think I saw her one year at the AO play, Serena in the first round. It might have almost been a couple of bagels uh, at on uh, Rod Laver Arena, and here she is in a quarterfinal. I mean, and the, and the girl she's playing, um, I hadn't even heard of uh, prior to the tournament. Uh, you think you're across just about the whole tennis ecosystem, and uh, there's always these names that pop up. Jules Nima from Germany, so an all-German affair that no one could have predicted uh, pre-tournament to be in the quarters. But yeah, Tatiana Marisa. A good story, and her and Serena are actually a good pals because they had kids about the same time and put them in the crash uh, when they've been at the tournaments. So, yeah, that's a real surprise back. But I did watch Simona Halep uh, today, and I know that uh, Omjabur is the highest ranked player still left, but uh, Halep uh, saw off Bedosa in an hour, clinical fashion. Mm. Uh, won Wimbledon three years ago. She's got Patrick Moritoglu, Serena's old coach of the last decade in her camp who's a good tactician, and she's got the glint in the eye that she wants another Wimbledon trophy. So I thought she put a stake in the ground, Simona Halep, is the most accomplished left of the women in the draw. Yes, okay. Um, what, what about the juniors, um, Brett? Do you know of any good um, rising juniors we've got that are now competing at Wimbledon? Uh, indeed, uh, yes. Um, we did lose young Taylor Preston today, mm. but she is one that just put a little asterisk. She's only 16. Uh, she did win a round at the French a couple of weeks ago, and uh, she's got some enormous talent out of uh, WA. I think Eddie Winter, the young boy from South Australia, is still in the juniors, um, uh, so he'll compete tomorrow. He's a, he's a good young talent. Uh, so, yeah, look, there's That's there's good. not many, but there's there's some that... You know, possibly could um, you know certainly make an impact uh, down the track, and, and we need to mention Jason Kubler, of course, who mm. uh, lost lost to Taylor Fritz today. So that was going to be tough. I mean, Fritz is in the form of his life. I mean, he, he boy, oh boy. I mean, I watched him up close at the ATP Cup. I couldn't even see the tennis ball when he yeah. was playing. He was just blitzing winners, and yeah, Jason today couldn't quite go with him, but he walks away three hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars richer in his pocket, that he can invest now in his tennis, set up the next phase of his tennis career. Great people around him, Jason. So 
hopefully he never departs uh, you know, double digits in the rankings and makes some money out of the sport and sets himself up for the rest of his life over the next three or four years. Yeah, 7.15, we're chatting to uh, SEN's um, tennis expert, Brett Phillips. Here, here, mate. I mean, Pat spoke, Pat Rafter spoke at length about Jason. He... As you know, probably from our chat, uh, Rafa said, if you haven't got anything nice to say about someone, don't say it. So he he, yep. he cried off Curios for quite a while, but he wanted to speak at length about Jason Kubler and just the unbelievable pain that he's had oh. to go through to get there. We know about the seven knee surgeries, but he said basically his knee is just mm. mush, particularly when uh, when he plays on hard surfaces, hard courts, you know, so... Yeah, all yeah. power to him. And I, I was going to do the sums, but you've done them for me. He's picked up 300 plus K. Yeah, it's a, it's a game changer. I mean, we had Steve Baldus, uh, his manager, on uh, the first serve last night, uh, never quiet. So Jason's never really had a management group that have looked after him. He's done his own thing, but uh, Steve's taking him under his wing now, and he's got Stephen Huss, the ex-Wimbledon doubles champion from Australia, uh, who's based in the US, who's going to be working as part of Jason's team, uh, Jared uh, but who's down at KDV Sport there on the Gold Coast, uh, who's over there with him. Uh, and that's where he's done a lot of his training at KDV. So uh, I think there's some wise people now who will set up the next four years and just in, the, in his schedule uh, to make sure that he absolutely maximises now. And I think, you know, Steve said he's got a couple of endorsement deals now. So some things are happening. Uh, and he's the most chilled guy you would meet anywhere on the tour, Jason Kubler. He's a ripper and hopefully his tennis does the talking and, uh, he's not in, you know, rehab over the next three or four years. Yeah, oh, that's very good by Steve and and that team that they've put around him. Uh, really generous um, uh, offer and work. You know the the Kyrgios team. Is it well known? Like Nick or Nicholas today we had in the press conference. Not Nick. Um, he <laughs> talked about his team for the, one of the first times. I reckon. Well, who's he got? Well. Well, there's his, his mate. I don't even. He's always there in the box. Um, I don't even know his name to be honest. He's he just he's, he's mate. He's, he's mate who comes along yep. and uh, hits a few balls and um, sort of like a hitting partner of sorts, if you like. And then there's you know his girlfriend. Obviously, is with him every step of the way. Uh, Dad George, you know, comes to the the big events. Uh, he's been there. His sister's been in the player box. Mm. Um, who comes to sort of the bigger tournaments. And I don't. The others who are sitting in there, I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but that's that's about it. It's a pretty yeah. small sort of little entourage. Normally, it's just yeah, girlfriend and his mate is sort of that hitting partner of the two main people. Yeah, that's what I thought. He talked about a physio today, so that that physio it can't be good having a shoulder injury. No, well, that, that, but this is the thing. So he's, I mean, because he plays in spurts and he doesn't play a full schedule. Uh, so he's played a lot of tennis in this grass court season, uh, which is probably, yeah, I mean, obviously leading to, a, you know, some soreness. And uh, I mean, the, I suppose when, you, when you've got a serve like that, yes, it, it sort of looks effortless, but no doubt it takes a fair bit of wear and tear when you're clocking them at over 200 Ks regularly. So, but he's also never quite built the body that it's going to be totally... Uh, durable. There's always going to be some, you know, some issues there um, that you know may prevent him still from winning seven matches in a fortnight. More, not more so than the quality of tennis. Yeah. It'll be whether, whether the body can actually go the mm-hmm. journey. And anyway, we'll see what the next round looks like first, and go one game at a time. Brett Phillips, thank you very much. Uh, we look for lovely to hear your dulcet tones back on the radio with us this morning, mate. Thanks again, Brett. Great to check, guys. 719. Let's hope we're talking to Brett in the next couple of days about Australians through to the semi-finals. 
the last four at Wimbledon. Wouldn't it be lovely? We need to take a break. We'll be back right after this. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on 693 SENQ. Queensland made. Heels after being under the pump right the way through this fifth test, which has been spread over quite a period of time because this is the resumption or the finish of the tour of England v uh, India. And India have been in control pretty much from the outset. Mm. They scored 416 and then England were in big trouble before Bairstow came in. So now they're chasing 300-odd and they only need another 119 this morning with Root and Bairstow at the uh, at the crease. Uh, at 76 not out, Root, Bairstow just continuing to dominate, 72 not out. They're three for 259 and they need another 119. So mm. this... Boy, the, the ball's certainly in England's court. So yeah. Baz Ball, as they're calling it over there, Brendan McCullum, uh, is uh, working a treat right yeah. at the moment. It's on full show. Mm-hmm. Stokes turns it with the ball. That'll lead to confidence with the bat. They've still got Billings as well as Stokes to get those 119. Yep. Stokes got four for 33. It was brilliant. Hey, you could join SENQ's uh, commentary team for the State of Origin Society, you know, on July 13, and you could be sitting right there in our corporate suite. Best seat in the house with food and drink. You'll be beside Scotty Sattler to call home Queensland. All you've got to do is record yourself calling some of a game, around 15 or 20 seconds, and then tag us on Instagram or Facebook at SEN Queensland or email pattonheels at sen.com.au or you can give it a, give us a call. And Heels has said he will favour those who do it live. Mm. 13, 13, 55. But this is how it goes. Grant, who's a regular listener, he sent in his application, I suppose, his audition yesterday, and it was a very, very professional effort. Monster chips to Rick Others. He beats Crichton. He beats Tedesco, who's brought down in centre field, 20 minutes out, and a great tackle by Cameron Murray. 15 seconds left on the clock. This is now in field goal range. Who is lining up to take the kick and win the Origin Series for the Moans? Hunt stands right. Jerry Evans left. Grand and Dunny half. He fires the ball back to Hunt, who snaps a field goal attempt. Waiting for referee Ashley Klein. It's over. The Queensland Maroons have done it again. State of Origin champions for 2022. So he's added, his own, he's added his own sellout Suncorp crowd. Yes. <laughs> that was very good, Grant. That's going to take a fair bit of beating, but yeah, you can join us. All right, it's uh, time at uh, 7.26 and 30-odd seconds. It's that time of day. Now on Breakfast with Pat and Heels, Heels gets his gloves off. Yeah, thanks, Paddy. I thought I'd have a, a critical analysis of rugby today. After that Wallabies-England test where the Wallabies, with great character and a uh, lot to do in front of them, did it and got over the line, I, I, I don't like uh, the game. I don't like it, what it's offering. Uh, what do you look forward to in a rugby test Oh, running, running rugby. I love running rugby. Yeah. When's the last time you've seen running rugby? Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, in these contests, uh, there's there's nothing to look forward to. It's all tight defence. It's crowded in there because no one commits to the ruck. So many times uh, on the on the field, lying on the ground, were the attacking team, three or four of them protecting the ball, and one opposition defender. That's it. No one's no one's uh, committing to the ruck, which leaves fourteen tacklers in the crowded back line. And then there's 
over-refereed decisions. Are there too many possible infringements in rugby? You know, the old accidental offside coming in from the side, uh, little hands in the rucks. Uh, the players are making those indiscretions way too often as well. Um, the players who blatantly infringe, then there's hair pulling, you know. That, that's <laughs> what really fired Darcy Swain up. Um, and minor head contact there, right, for a send-off decision in the 33rd minute of Darcy Swain. Everyone agreed with it, though. Yeah. So rugby thought that's that's straight send-off. He's gone here. Mm. So that's, that's okay, but I think send-off's fine. I'm not sure whether there's uh, any uh, judiciary about to give him three weeks like they predict. So I think that's that's a bit harsh. And then there's over-kicking. There's over-kicking from kickers who couldn't kick it very far the other night. It was like 40-metre kicks. So they've got to start to develop the Matt Burdens of the world. And Hodge, Reese Hodge, he's out of the Wallaby set-up at the moment, that's for sure. Um, so I just think, you know, for that minor head contact of Darcy Swain, um, then every other possession contest, there's huge men charging in headfirst into the ball protectors. You know, so sh- contact with shoulder on shoulder, mm. shoulder on neck, head, accidental head contact happens all the time. You see the size of Alan Alatoa? For him to get concussion, you know that's a big hit. Mm. You know, he, he is massive. The first half offered nothing. The first seven minutes of the game, there had been nothing happened. And there was a conversion kick by England, the first penalty, and it was already seven minutes gone. Um, I, I just think the se- the second half was marginally better, and the result, of course, helped us. You know, this this won't last. How how long's rugby got in this form? You know, one three one three fifty five for your opinion. Gloves off with heels. Thirty to twenty eight. The uh, Wallabies the other night getting the money with uh, England scoring a couple of tries very late in the game. We'd had it wrapped up before, so it was a very brave performance by the Wallabies. There's no doubt about that. And look, I don't know enough about the nuances of the game, but I know I, I used to like watching it a while back, and I'm not so sure that I love watching it now. Mm. Yeah, you can go without a Ford, can't you? He got sent off. But because you can keep 14 in your back line and don't have to commit to that ruck, yeah. and there's no such thing as a maul these days. You probably can go go away with one, go, yeah. get away without one. There's little doubt that it was a send-off. He led with the head, and he'll get, he'll get time. I mean, he shouldn't won't... get time. Send-off's bad enough for that. He, he sort uh... of got – he didn't do much at all there. <laughs> but a send-off is a big enough punishment. Well, hopefully it's not more than one week. No, I reckon he'll get at least a week. Yeah, that, that's what they reckon. It's just ticked over 7.30. Time for the news with Vanessa. Welcome back. Breakfast with Patton Heels on 693 SEN. We're chatting today about the six again rule. It was widely discussed yesterday at Graham Annesley's press conference, particularly in relation to that Dragons-Canberra match. And Annesley admitted that uh, the officials got it wrong and it should have been a penalty, uh, which would have tied it up and uh, we would have gone to Golden Point. So what do you think? Should the six again rule be dumped? Call us on 13 13 55. Have you got any thoughts on Heels's? Gloves off this morning. Rugby. Um, rugby. Do you like rugby? You, surely, Paddy, you haven't gone to a rugby game lately and said, geez, I'm looking forward to some good I, running rugby today. Well, I love watching the Crusaders play. I've got to say that. I mean, uh, they play really exciting brand of rugby. I, don't let, yeah. They don't let you run, though. <laughs> no, well, that's, that's, yeah, it's, it's sort of one-sided. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I worry about it. Uh, gloves off, uh, the future of rugby. You've delved into your contacts for Thursday, haven't you? 
We've got Eddie. Jones coming on. Yep, hopefully we'll catch well done, up with Eddie. We'll yeah. talk to him about the evolution of rugby and how it's, how it's got very crowded and tight mm. in there. Gee, there's some big hits. We've also got Ben Walker coming up after eight on the show. Uh, very proud dad of Sam, who's been called into the extended Queensland squad for Origin. So Billy s- uh, spoke yesterday. Uh, we've already heard about him uh, talking with Tom Gilbert and just uh, wrapped with his performances this year but uh, more so wrapped in his fitness and how he'll be able to go the distance. Uh, Nanai will come into the starting side. So Billy was asked about Jeremiah, uh, now taking up a new, improved role in this side for the decider. To, to be honest, I think he'll settle into the game a little bit better. Um, you know, Coming on with 20 minutes to go in game two, he, he probably felt he had to make up for lost time. So looking forward to Jeremiah getting the opportunity to start um, and play his natural game. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of faith in Jeremiah. He brings a lot to our team. So, um, yeah, it's it's a pleasure to to give that news to to someone like that that he's going to start for Queensland. Yeah, well said, well said, and good faith. He's going to need a lot of faith because he's young. Just because he's big and he's athletic and he's in great form doesn't mean that uh, the pressure won't get to him. He spoke also uh, Cowboys and Broncos influence on this team. Todd Payton's done a fantastic job up there, and they're, they're in a really good place. They're playing some great football. I thought the standard of that Cowboys-Broncos game on the weekend was was really high. It was a fast game, um, and that's a reflection on both those teams. Um, you know, we've got a lot of Cowboys and a few Broncos in, in this Queensland team, and um, they deserve to be here because they've earned that through their club form, and uh, they're a big reason why their clubs are going so well. Yeah, no, it was a good game, wasn't it? They were they were willing to throw it around uh, deep in their own territories, and uh, they made some good breaks from that too. So they, these teams in in the NRL are certainly much more relaxed and willing to do and try stuff than they were mm, probably five years ago. Yeah, it's a big wrap on what uh, Todd Payton and Kevin Walters are doing with their respective clubs. But as I said, this this one's going to be the acid test for Kevy this week. So just repeating yeah. the, you know, what we mentioned earlier, no pain, Haas, uh, the shoulder. They've got to give that time or his shoulders to, time to get right uh, because there's big games coming up. Tamari Martin's got rib dra- damage. He's out for a little while. Corey Jensen with a calf. Now, TC Rabati in the Q Cup broke his arm. Brendan Pierre-Cura copped a head knock as well. Tessie knew that they're, they're hopeful that they can have him back from this hammy injury that's uh, plagued him and he would be the obvious fit for Tamari. Then you take out Cobbo, Carrigan, Capewell, and Flegler is uh, the 18th man for Queensland, so he won't be there as well. So that's a huge indent into Kevy's stocks for this Sunday game at uh, at Suncorp. Speaking of Suncorp, uh, we, we'll have Al Graham on, our favourite Suncorp general manager, a little later on, uh, talking about an unbelievable time coming up for the ground because you've got the Wallabies England, which is going to be 40,000 plus, you would have to say. Uh, as we were saying earlier, Dragons always draw well because they have a good fan base right through the NRL world. So Bronx have got the Dragons Sunday afternoon. Then obviously we've got Origin. Then we've got Aston Villa and Leeds <laughs> playing be. there as well. And and then there's going to be a big announcement today. There's a massive press conference down there at uh, Suncorp today. That will be uh, what the, the paper have announced today, the Matildas and the Socceroos playing games at Suncorp in September. Righto. So it's fantastic. I mean, it's it's a great time to be a footy lover in this state. You can just uh, set up tent in Caxton yeah, Street so and uh, Saturday, roll on down to the stadium. Saturday night, Sunday afternoon, Wednesday, yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Oof. And you can even stay at the NRL's new hotel. 
Yeah. You see, yesterday they bought Gambaras. Yes, that's a massive investment by a sport, yeah. and it uh, makes a fair bit of sense, I reckon. Yeah, well, the, the famous family, don't don't worry out there for those Gambaro followers, the famous family will still be opening their seafood restaurant and handling all the menus, but the NRL or the ARL Commission has seen it as a good investment opportunity. They bought uh, the hotel, which, you know... Good hotel, accommoda- Yeah, accommodation hotel. 68 rooms. I didn't yeah. know there were 68 rooms in there, With the restaurant. They're good. All within a stone's throw of the front gate of uh, of Suncorp Stadium. So yep. they regard it as an investment. They've spent the money and uh, they've done their due diligence. Yes. And uh, they're in. So the NRL or the ARL Commission now owns Gambaros. Yeah. It's 7.38. You're listening to Breakfast with Patton Heels. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on 693 SENQ. Queensland made. As we've mentioned, Heels, no great shocks in this Queensland side. I mean, there was under pressure and talk about Papaliki and, and Gagai, but they're in the starting 13, as we suspected they would. Very grateful, Papaliki, in his media talk yesterday, too. So... And it was it was my wife who was on the couch saying, "Well, get your finger out." <laughs> so even she's noticed that we've got to use him a bit longer, and he's got to be a bit better. Jordan McLean, yeah, coming back. That's that's a huge resurrection. I see he's been running for an average of 116 meters this year. He's really turned it around, and I wonder if this comes back to this whole fitness regime that uh, Todd Payton has has exacted up there. I mean, you know, the the famous stories that that he even told us uh, about saying, you know, in the middle of a tra- training session pre-season, he'd just say, right, put the runners on, we're going to run up, there's a Castle Hill up there, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. All right. Yep. Um, um, and so he, he's been on the radar for five years, they're saying. Yeah. Um, that Freddie's been copying it from everyone to keep an eye on this bike. All right. Try all new mates mode today and Ladbroke it together. But remember, gamble responsibly. That means Tommy Hackett's on the line. Tommy, uh, what has happened to the Ladbroke's markets on Wimbledon now that we've got two into the quarters? We've got Nick Kyrgios is now on the third line of betting Oh-ho. to win Wimbledon. Novak, Novak Djokovic still the dominant favourite. He's now into a dollar forty-four. He has looked very good during the tournament today. Rafael Nadal hasn't lost a game in a major yet this uh, year. Ooh. He's four dollars fifty. Then Kyrgios a clear third pick. He's seven dollars fifty. They're the three clear standouts. Janik Sinner, Taylor Fritz are both twenty-one dollars. So it shows the the gap there that the market is is giving Kyrgios compared to. Uh, the other players who aren't once-in-a-lifetime once in uh, tennis players. So he's right in the mix here, Nick Kyrgios. He's, uh, he survived a, a five-setter. He'll play now uh, Christian Garin, and he's going to be a, a clear favourite for, for that clash as well. He's going to be uh, fairly short here. He's $1.29. Garin's $3.60. So the market suggesting that uh, Kyrgios is going to uh, make his first Grand Slam semi-final, and then well, who knows what will happen from there. So we're in for a roller coaster ride over the next few days. I, I think there's no doubt about that. Uh, yeah, Tom Yanovic, who got the job done in three sets. She's now $2.40 against Elena Rabinica. She's uh, So $2.40, Tom Yanovic. Uh, she's playing some really good tennis here. And as we sort of touched on yesterday, this women's singles draw is as open as it comes. So it really would not surprise now if Tom Yanovic could make a semi-final or even make a final here. She's uh, She's playing some really good tennis. She beat Cornet, who beat Iga Swiatek, the best player in the world. So uh, she'd be playing with uh, a lot of confidence at the moment. We just know that she's got a game that's really well suited to the grass courts at Wimbledon. So she's right in the mix as well, Tom Yanovich. And uh, she's sort of flying under, under the radar a little bit because we've got Kira, who demands so much of the attention. But Tom Yanovich is 
just keeps on getting the job done and just playing some really good tennis in the process. Yeah, we've just heard from Brett Phillips too, Tom, that uh, Simona Halep has been very impressive. How's she sitting in the markets? Yeah, Halep has definitely been uh, probably the player that's uh, stood out the most from the women's side of the draw, and she is now equal favourite with Jons Jabeur. They're both $2.90. They're now the two clear standouts. Jons Jabeur was the clear favourite, but just because of the, the sheer way that Halep's been playing, like we know just how good she is, and she has been playing at her best here. So now they're equal favourites. So Tom Janovic to win the tournament is still 17 is now $17, which I think might be a little bit of value here, just because yeah. her game is so well suited to grass. And on her day on grass, I really think she's capable of playing with the, the very best in the world. So fingers crossed that Tom Janovic can uh, make, uh, make her, if she gets to her first match, Grand Slam semi-final as well. It could be. It's been already been a really big tournament for the Aussies, especially without Ash Barty. Uh, and it could be even better if we can get two Aussies into a semi-final as well. After eight, we've got Ben Walker, very proud dad of uh, Sam, who's been called into the extended Queensland State of Origin squad. It was pretty much steadier. She goes. You know, there was talk about changes to this Maroons outfit. That didn't happen yesterday. Basically, they had to replace Felice Kafusi, who's overseas tending to his ill dad at the moment. And, and, and what happened was, uh, was no great surprise. In comes Tom Gilbert, who's been playing good footy for the Cowboys. So he's given them a chance at redemption. I know it's an old cliche, but he, he has, hasn't he? He absolutely has. And there was no real, real surprises across the board with the selection. So we haven't seen any changes to the market either. New South Wales, still a $1.65 favourites. Queensland, they're $2.25. I think Tom Gilbert comes into the side. I think it's a bit of a cliche as well, but he seems like a, a bloke. He's, he's, he's ready-made for origin. He'll add a lot of impact off the bench. We saw when he came on uh, on the weekend against the Broncos, he was a, a really key factor off the bench there. I think he does add a little bit of, of explosiveness to that Queensland bench. So, And I think uh, Jeremiah Nanai is better suited to the run-on side as well. I think he's a player that, if he needs to, if Billy needs him, he can play 80 minutes. And then you've got that uh, Gilbert explosiveness from the bench. So it might actually help with the balance of the, of the Queensland side there. New South Wales, uh, Jordan McLean, a bit of a surprise selection, but he goes into the, the starting pack. But no changes to the market here. We look at the Ludbrokes bet ticket. The big bets are still New South Wales early, which has basically been the, uh, the pattern for this series. We've seen the big money come from New South Wales, while the more rank-and-file punters have been with Queensland. So it'll be interesting to see if this market does move like we saw in Game 2, where there was just that avalanche of support for New South Wales. I don't think we'll see a repeat of that just because of that Suncorp Stadium factor. So if, uh, if I'm looking at ahead of next Wednesday, if the market does move one way, I think it will be towards Queensland somewhat, maybe New South Wales around the $1.70 mark. Queensland two twenty, just because I do think some money will come for Queensland because of Suncorp Stadium. What about first try scorers at the moment, uh, Tommy? I, I think Cobo and Tuolangi will be better this match. Yeah, I think Cobo and Tuolangi are really good bets there. They're 11, Cobo's eleven fifty, Tuolangi's twelve dollars fifty. Daniel mm-hmm. Tupo and Brian Toto both equal favourites at ten dollars. Matt Burden's short and dried up. He get fifteen dollars for him last game. He had an absolute blinder, scored the second try. He's now into thirteen dollars. Bit of value for some of these Queensland outside backs, though. Dan Gagai, $19. Probably hasn't had his best series, but we still know he can find the line in State of Origin. And we know the exact same is true of Valentine Holmes. He's $19. Uh, that's, I think that's a really good price for Valentine Holmes. He's, uh, he's due a try. He doesn't normally miss out uh, in State of Origin. And he has been the first try scorer in, in a State of Origin game at Suncorp Stadium before. Mm. You've got to feel a bit for Jack White. He's a name of the extent as well. Very, got a blindering game, one. <laughs> Yeah, blinder in game stiff, one. But, 
Oh, you couldn't drop Matty Burden either after, uh, no, after right. his performance. So it might be Stephen Christ. It might be the lucky man. But he was very good in game two as well. And he's obviously got that, that Panthers connection, which Freddie is uh, definitely tucked into. But no, Jack Wyden has certainly been uh, very stiff there. He's not a handy... He's a pretty handy bloke to have there as your 18th man because he can cover uh, a range of positions as well. So... I, I'm still not... I Maybe Fitler might have one more trick left up his sleeve. <laughs> I wouldn't be stunned. I wouldn't be stunned if we see Jack Wyden start this game on the bench. Oh. There is a, a, bit of late, a bit of late shenanigans. I'm calling it here first. That's my... Con- that's my origin conspiracy theory. Fitler's uh, got one le- one trick left to play. Oh, you heard it here first, Tommy. Thank you very much. Uh, don't forget, Ladbroken, together with Mates Mode, the better way to chat, share, and bet together. But remember, please gamble responsibly. Chat to you tomorrow, Tommy. Thanks, Tommy. But up next, Heels, we'll tell you uh, how you can join SENQ's commentary team for the State of Orange and Decider. I hope you're working on your calls. Are any mini calls? 15, 20 seconds of your best. You can be like Grant, who's actually dubbed the crowd noise underneath. It's uh, it's fantastic. But we'll tell you more about that a little later on. Uh, it's 7.51 here. Breakfast with Pat and Heels on SENQ. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on 693 SENQ. Queensland made. Ben Walker, dad of Sam, coming up after the break. So too, Alan Graham, who's headed for an absolutely crazy time at uh, Suncorp Stadium. This week. How many pies and hot dogs and things like that. Probably doesn't want too much more rain, does he? No. Although that is one of the great draining grounds mm. anywhere. Hey, we've also got our rookie recruit heels that we're plugging very hard before the Origin Decider. SENQ's Rookie Recruit. Your chance to be part of the SENQ commentary team in a private suite at Suncorp for the Decider. Yep, how good? You just never know what might happen there. You know, one one of the commentators might get taken ill, <laughs> and in you go. You're in to <laughs> support Sats or Mark. So get into it. It's a never-to-be-forgotten experience, this. Give it your best. We want only 15 or 20 seconds of your best commentary, and then tag us on Instagram or Facebook, at SEN Queensland. Email us, Pat and Heels. So Pat and Heels at SEN.com.au. Or give us a call, and Heels has said he'll put... Uh, Looking at you in a favourable light if you do that call live on 13 13 55 for the chance for a seat in the corporate suite at Suncorp for the Origin Decider. It's SENQ's Rookie Recruit. You'll love it. Benny Davis's attempt was excellent too. Mm-hmm. He and had Papa Lee kicking a field goal. Yes, and yours was pretty good as well, Heels. Two minutes of Origin 3, 18 metres from New South Wales try line, Queensland. Papa Lee, he storms onto a flat ball from Grant. He finds space, breaks the tackle of Martin, veers left, long ball over the top to Cherry Evans, straight to Munster, Valentine Holmes to Tuolungi. He's gone airborne over the top of Brian To'o and touchdown. <laughs> Queensland, a minute and a half to go. Two points ahead, kick to come. Oh, lucky no one else was in the office that day. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do that. but And to go live on, on a phone is extra pressure. Okay. So that phone number is 13 13 55, or as I said, tag us on Instagram or Facebook at SEN Queensland or email us, Pat and Heels, one word, Pat and Heels at SEN.com.
you. How about you? You've got to do one yet, as you know. You're dodging it. I have been dodging it. I bet you're going to get in the studio. You're going to get into a sound studio at seven, (laughs) aren't you? With your headphones on, get a little bit of crowd atmosphere in there and really put in a beauty. I don't, I don't know whether I'll get a chance today. Well, Tuesday's always a bit daunting for Set me. Set the benchmark, mate. I've got to help write good, bad, ugly. Right, well, I'll or help Gilly you with that. Webby. Yeah. There's oh. only half the games this weekend. But You'll be right we, today. We look back at the other games. Oh. We look at, back at last week. So that's always a challenge for me on a Tuesday. And Katie's, she's deserting Tomorrow's me. Tomorrow's fine. Tomorrow's fine. Okay. Well, they're heading out to uh, Warwick with the Maroons. Oh, right. They're yeah. two days out there, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they head there late this afternoon. Tomorrow's the biggest day. And, uh, yeah, yeah, a real parade. And everything. Yeah, it's great. I bet they're looking forward to it out on the downs. That's where Katie and the team are headed. Uh, and we've got a, the big Socceroos announcement also happening around town today. It's uh, time for the news uh, with Vanessa. It's 7.59. Insurance. Get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on 693 SENQ. Queensland made. Just gone uh, 8 o'clock and Heels, uh, as we recap what uh, we've seen on the show today, good and bad news from Wimbledon. We lose Jason Kubler. Uh, he went out in straight sets, uh, the young Brisbane boy. He, well, he's not young anymore, 29. He's been through all those dramas with his knees. We spoke to Pat uh, Rafter about yesterday. He said basically his knees just jelly and they just keep operating on. But he uh, he's picked up, as Brett Phillips told us earlier in the show, over 300000 for mm. getting this far. So that's great. And that will and make a, manage- a difference. And too. a management firm that took him on for yeah. nothing. Yeah. And so that allows him to play, play and rehab. As yep. well as you ever have. You haven't got to worry about a whole lot of other stuff. And that's what Kevy Walters has found at the Broncos. So uh, that team looks like it's going well. Sadly, we lost Alex Dimonor, who was up two sets and has uh, has fallen in five sets there. And we were hoping that it was going to be a Kyrgios Dimonor quarterfinal, but that's not the case. Kyrgios threw in five. He had to really, really fight hard. But he's through. He's nursing shoulder soreness, needed painkillers during the match, was well-behaved. So uh, that's uh, that's all you really need to know about that one. He beat the uh, American Brandon Nakashima, uh, 6-2 in the fifth. Isla Tomlianovic, another great story. Getting over the top of Alisa Cornet in three sets, and she too makes it through to the quarterfinals. So uh, Kyrgios and Tomlianovic through to the quarterfinals at Wimbledon. That's the uh, good news today. We've got the Origin sides yesterday. Uh, no great changes for Queensland. Tom Gilbert comes in to replace Felice Kafusi. Into the starting side goes his teammate from the Cowboys, Jeremiah Nanai. And uh, Gilbert goes into the 17 jersey. Uh, we've got an extended squad that will include Flegler, uh, which is important because, uh, boy, Broncos stocks for this weekend uh, for their Dragons game on Sunday. They are ser- seriously ravaged. So you take out Flegler, who is in, who is in the extended side. Cobbo, Carrigan and Capewell on origin duties. No Haas. They've, they've got to rest these shoulders. Tamari Martin with his ribs. Corey Jensen with a calf. Uh, TC Rabati broke an arm in Q Cup. Brendan Piercura copped a head knock as well. We're hoping Tessie New comes back uh, from that hammy and a sideline him to slot into Tamari Martin's place. So we get the Broncos team later this afternoon, but they've... Uh, They've got a lot to do. And also, we've been talking about the six again debate uh, this morning. Do you believe the six again has been good for the game? Um, after, we, you know, we found out yesterday from Graham Annesley that uh, there were a couple of other, a couple of refereeing blunders from the weekend, particularly in that Raiders Dragons mm. game, uh, where they should have been 
they've been given a shot, the Raiders given a shot at goal, and Ben Hunt called offside and a penalty awarded. So what do you think about the six again? Yeah, 13, 13, 55. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let us know. It got tweaked once, didn't it? In in your own 20, um, you get a penalty rather than a seven-set tackle, mm-hmm. seven-tackle set. And uh, so there can be more tweaks to be done. What are they? See, let us know what you think. Part of that extended squad for the Maroons, and it's really great news thanks to uh, Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent retailer. Uh, they're great sponsors on the show. Uh, is Sam Walker, and there will be no one prouder than his old man, Ben Walker, uh, is joining us on the line today. Ben, great to have you on the show, mate. Welcome. Thank you, Pat. Hello, Heels. G'day, Ben. How are you, mate? And now you're living in Toowoomba. How is it? Oh, Ipswich and Toowoomba, mate. Yeah, we've got um, a couple of businesses there, so... Um no, predominantly Ipswich, mate, but I run between the two businesses, so um, it's a bit cold there this morning. I actually just left, but uh, it's great up on the hill, always is. Yeah. Do you run into Webby up there much, mate, or is he out on the farm all the time? Yeah, he'd be out on the farm, mate, counting his money, um, <laughs> but uh, so I don't, I don't see him in town real often, mate. <laughs> what, is it, what is it about Sam that has impressed you most with his game development? Look, he's obviously um, just playing first grade. It's nice to see. Um, you know, what's probably impressed me is that we know how much um, he's got left, and he's yeah probably in second gear at the moment. And um, yeah, they've they've taken him pretty slowly at the Roosters, even though he's played you know forty odd games already in two years. Mm-hmm. Um, that they, they still have they haven't released him yet. So um, that's in, that's impressed me that he's you know had such an impact, but. He's only sort of playing within himself at the moment. So, yeah, excited to see what uh, what's going to happen in the next 10 years or so. Is he still keeping you broke, mate? I read that this time last year that you'd already covered around 40,000 Ks. So I can guess we can just about double that uh, as you follow your son's progress. Yeah, I haven't got to as many this time whispering, but, uh, it's, <laughs> been, um, but it's been um, exciting to watch. I, yeah, obviously... Yeah, watching our kids play any sport, uh, whether it's touch or netball or um, or footy, is good. But yeah, you know, it's um, just adds adds a bit more excitement when he's playing NRL. That's all. It's the only difference really. It's like watching your kids play anywhere. Do you have any? We'll we'll travel too. Yeah, right. And do you have any <laughs> yeah, extra yeah. contact with um, Robinson, the coach, than a normal parent might? Has he ever picked your brains on unlocking Sam? Um, look, yeah. Being a coach as well, I think's probably um, uh, we've got a little bit more, obviously a little bit more in common, Rob and I. And we probably—I don't know if he talks to the other parents much, but he, you know, we certainly talk um, football probably more than he would with other parents yep. because we're both coaches. But um, yeah, which is good. Yeah, from my from my angle, he, you know, I sort of uh, learn a little bit from him, and I know he's picks my brains on different stuff and different theories on footy as well. So, we, yeah, we always have a good discussion about football, which is good. Yeah, we're going to get to this in a minute about uh, your future with coaching. But uh, on Sam, I've got to say, when he first came in, and I, I remember approaching you, I think I, I sort of aroused you on the golf course somewhere in Sydney, <laughs> but you didn't really want to do any media interviews. You wanted to stay out of the limelight and let, let your son do what, he's, what he was bought for, was to play footy. Yeah, that's right, and I'm still the same, but um, cagey old Mark Braybrook got me on um, <laughs> under false pretenses. I didn't think I was here to talk about him, but anyway, here we are. <laughs> so, no, look, we, yeah, look, we, um, yeah, look, he's, you know, he's, um, he's, and he's 
um, going to do it very well. And yeah, you know, we're just happy to sit back and um, and watch him um, progress as a player and as a person, and and talk less about him more than um, you know, yeah, more than I want to really. But but it, look, it's it's great to see him there, and we're all immensely proud of him. So it's um, it's nice. Just it's one really more, nice. just one more, Benny. Hey, um, has the game changed for a smallish bloke? You played 180 games of senior footy all around the world. Um, weren't that big yourself, but Sam, how big has he got to get, and has is that different to the older days? Uh, look, they're obviously a lot bigger. He he marked up against Billy Army kick out the other day. Oh. It's about 45 kilos heavier than him. Yep. So that's, that 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 difference wasn't there when I was playing, I guess. But um, look, he's. He's about 82 kilos now, so he's going to grow into himself and he'll probably end up about 90 kilos, which yes. will be definitely big enough. Um, at the moment, he's he's pretty slight, but um, he's cagey. He's cagey as well. You've got to learn as a little fella how to you know, avoid getting bashed by those bigger blokes, and he's done that all his life. So, uh, yeah, I'm not concerned about him, but, um, um, yeah, he, he will get around the field okay. Yeah. Well, it was silly for us not to talk about him, mate, given that, you know, you've got to be proud that he's in this Maroon squad. But let's talk about you. I mean, there are jobs out there in the NRL. We all know possibly there's more to come too. But um, has, has the interest peaked? Have you been approached, you and Shane? Where, where are you at at the moment? Yeah, um, just on that Maroon squad, mate, I'm very proud of him being there. I'm only nervous about him hanging around Elf. Yeah, and with full justification, too. <laughs> <laughs> if he's anything like me as a 20-year-old, I lived in Al's pocket, as you know, Pat, so he'll, prob- he'll probably be the same, just hanging off every every story that he tells. But no, he's going to have a great time with Al for 10 days, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> He'll learn how to hip throw. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll learn a lot, I reckon, in the next ten days. So, um, yeah, look, it's uh, coaching wise, Paddy. Look, we're um, uh, look, yeah, we, look, we've we've spoken to a few clubs. Um, we, yeah, we've we've been talking to clubs for you know, a number of years now, and um, at the at the moment, um, you know, there's probably two clubs in the NRL that we're really keen to to coach without saying who they are right now, so we're just going to wait and see if that those jobs come up at some stage. Yeah, we're in a position uh, where we both have businesses, Shane and I, so we, we're not in the need of a job. You know, we're not looking for a job. We're just, yeah. we, just, we, want to, we want to coach because we know we're capable and we know that we'd have success and, um, you know, we want to coach to improve players and win grand finals. There's no other reason, you know, we're not after a job. So for that reason, we're sort of waiting for, hopefully... Um, one of those clubs to um, come up. Yeah, can you explain? Give us a rundown of your innovative style that they keep talking about. What is it that different? Or you know, those three factors you just mentioned are what you're all about, right? Is it what else is innovative? Well, look, we play heels. We do play a little different style, but it's not greatly different. It's just uh, you know a style that we grew up on, um, which was promoting the ball and giving it to someone in a better position than than uh, the ball carrier, give the ball to someone else in a better position. So it's not it's not totally um, different. It, it is different to what's played today because they're so robotic and um, go through systems and processes and all the rest of it. I, I guess we're, we're more, um, you know, watch the Broncos in the early 
late 80s, early 90s. And that's, yeah, that's the closest that I could sort of put it to or even, even go back further to, you know, the 70s and 80s. If you watch those games, that's more of the style that we we like. And, look, coaching's more about uh, man management than it is styles. So um, that's something that we're really capable of, you know, keeping the team, running a team and managing players. Uh, the style's just on the back of it because that's what we like to watch. You know, I don't want to be standing on the sideline as a coach and being bored bored of what you know, we're producing. So, yeah, you know, I want to be enter- I want to be entertained and I want to um, see some beautiful football and that's just how we play. But it's more about, you know, what we do off the field with the players that um, enables them to, to be the players that they can be on the day, if that makes sense. You know, it's, coaching's not styles. It's about... Uh, everything else that you do off the field. Yeah, because there's a lot of Broncos were one. They were bogged down worrying about defensive structures. Could you unlock that? Uh, yeah, no doubt. Look, one of the one of the funny things, and this is what Robbo actually said to me one night when we were having a red wine talking footy. He said, "You know, you guys are known as attacking coaches, and I wanted to be known as that, but I'm now being known as an, as a defensive coach." Right. Um, and it's that that's sort of that was a bit funny to hear because you know probably eighty percent of our training sessions are focused on defense rather than attack because you know you can't win grand finals without good defense and um so for that reason we coach very much a defensive um mindset, but at the same time we allow the players to have the freedom to play football when they've got the ball yeah. um and as a result they produce. Yeah, you know, obviously, when we won the final with the Jets, we had uh, very exciting football and uh, allowed the players to, to be themselves. This one from left field. Can I ask you about the Titans as a, as a casual or an outside observer? Uh, you know, finals last year, bar that last-minute glitch, they could have gone deeper into the finals. And yet this year, they're at the, at the bottom of the table. And, you know, when we sat back at the start of the year, and said, boy, have a look at this Ford pack. This is a Ford pack that could take you places. It's uh, it's almost sad to see their demise this year, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I guess. Um, yeah, they're, they're crying out for a winning footy team. They're crying out for an exciting football yep. team. As well. But look, they and they were close last year. I think uh, Sammy kicked a field goal to beat them last year, mm. so they were that close. They were that close in the semis. However, I think they won ten and lost fourteen, so they had a losing season effectively. But um, found themselves in the semi-finals and were, were you know, one pass away effectively from from going deeper into the semis. Um, but yeah, they're 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 a sleeping giant. They've got a really good forward back. Um, yeah, definitely one that maybe one of those two clubs we're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> now, and uh, the other one I think was exposed this week. You, is it true of the offer you've made to the Warriors and you've asked the, the owner of the or- the Warriors about? Uh, are you talking about the twelve month thing? If you don't yep. make the final, yep. yeah, no, it's not true. It, it is true. We'd, we'd do that anyway. Um, you know, if, if if one of those two clubs said, "Here's a job," well, we'd ask for twelve months only because if we don't have success, then I don't believe you should be coaching. You know, and uh, so we would do that. We didn't do that with um, with Robbo, the Robbo from the Warriors. Um, we did speak to him, and this was a while ago. We haven't spoken to him this time round, but. Um, yeah, look, Warriors is definitely not one that we'd want right now. To be fair, so okay. Um, but that offer, like that offers, not an offer, I guess. It's um, 
you know, we we back ourselves to have success and make the top eight. If we don't make the top eight, I'd happy to I'd be happy to walk away and give someone else a crack at it. But um, one, you know, we're more than confident that we'd make a top eight with any team next year. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful attitude. You just said both both you and Shane have got jobs, so you're not absolutely desperate to get back into coaching. But I think there's a lot of people in rugby league, mate, would love to see you and Shane given an NRL club and to see whether you can mould them into your like. I mean, uh, I reckon it'd be it'd be great to see. Uh, thanks, Pat. Yeah, we've yeah, as I said, we we good businesses, so we're sort of busy as it is. Um, but that, yeah, they'll continue on and. If we're coaching, they would continue on anyway, and um, yeah, we'd love to coach for for the right reasons, mate. Not for not just to get a job. We want to win grand finals and and promote players and get the best out of them. And your credentials are great, absolutely great. You've plenty of games on your belt, plenty of leadership qualities, and proven. So good luck with it, mate. I, I just can't believe that no one's uh, trusting those credentials just yet. No, thanks, Eels. Yeah, it might happen one day, so we'll see how we go. Hills, what's the bet that the next phone call from uh, Ben Walker's phone will be to his son to say, stay away from Elf for the next six or seven years? Oh, mate, I'm so, I'm so nervous. It's funny, Paddy. He, <laughs> he rang me about midnight one night. He went out with um, the, the uh, Queensland Origin players about eight weeks ago, and he yeah. rang me and set, sent me a photo of him and Elf and <laughs> said, Dad, this bloke's the funniest guy in the world. I thought... Well, he was he was thirty years ago, mate. He still is. I know. It's, uh, it, the swings and roundabouts. Elf, Elf's getting younger, and we're all getting older. So it's, um, it's quite it's quite funny. Yeah, I think just there's, like, there's your new assistant coach right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Webby went into camp very early in the piece with uh, with Billy, and uh, I think officially Elf was introduced as entertainment manager. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've, we've got to go. It's great to pick your brain, great to have a chat. And uh, as I said, even though you don't like to put yourself in the limelight much, you've got to be a very, very proud family because he's playing great footy. Uh, thanks, mate. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Betty Walker there. It's uh, 8.20. We've, uh, <laughs> we've gone over a little bit, but it was good fun to have a chat to him. 8.20, Breakfast with Patton Heels on SENQ. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on 693 SENQ. Queensland made. Just ticked over 826 here. Interesting chat with Ben Walker. Obviously very proud dad of Sam, but doesn't like to speak about Sam publicly. So that was a little bit of a coup that we got him chatting about his son, who's uh, who's going to be a star. There's, there's no doubt about that if he isn't there already. He's got some skills, hasn't he? Yeah. Murray, but, who's a very proud rooster, says, mm-hmm. really proud to have Sam as a rooster, Ben. Unlimited ability, great durability, and love the work he's done on his goal kicking. Yep, he and Jason Taylor helped work on, worked on his goal kicking. Right so, uh, But what about the two teams that uh, Ben and Shane Walker might be eyeing? So he's ruled out the Warriors, mm-hmm. didn't rule out the Titans. I mean, they're not looking for a new coach at the moment, are they, or a head coach? He just said they're crying out for attacking football mm. down there. So we'd be interested in that one. He sort of shot himself in the foot there. So the two obvious ones aside from that are the Dogs and the Tigers. I'm a little bit swaying the Dogs. I reckon he'd love to work with that back line with the Fox and Burton for a start. And well, West Tigers. Would that remind you of Ipswich? You know the the the, the feeling of where they are at the moment in their football. Uh, and Wayne Bennett gave Ben some great advice that pick 
a really low team that's not going any good and really broken, and that's when you know you make a good head coach if you can improve them. Yeah, and as he said, they're in that happy position where both of them run businesses. Yep. So they're not desperate to get back into coaching. They're not clingy. There's, there's, there's a lot of people that saw what they did with the Ipswich Jets that would love to see them take that next step up to the NRL. They're not interested in assistant coaches' jobs or anything like that. They want the top job and they want to see. And they said, well, give us a year. and We'll turn the, turn your club into a top eight side. Well, it's I hard, think it's fantastic. It's hard to decline. And they're basing their coaching, this innovative coaching style, on what the Broncos used to do in the 80s. It's not innovative at all. It's just turning the cycle back a bit. Or, or I mean, I think rugby league has come out of a really defensive, specialised type style of play, and it is opening up a lot more mm. these days. So that innovation is about to happen so they could lead it. Yep. We'd love to know what you think. That Brighton Homes open line is open, 13, 13, 55. Or you could also join our rookie recruit live if you wanted to call a part of a state of origin game for 15 or 20 seconds and go into the uh, the chance to win a spot in the box when they call the game on Wednesday week. Well, the Becker White Lawyers text line 0467 736 736. We would love to hear from you this morning on, uh, on, on a, an array of topics. Uh, we can tell you that uh, Kyrgios is through into the quarterfinals and he was relatively sedate. Even, Very good. Even after one of the journos tried to bait him, apparently, at his press conference about him wearing uh, red shoes onto uh, centre court, which uh, is against the rules. What, what did he do? Red uh, shoes and then swap them? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He likes. He said, I like to wear these when I'm, you know, they're comfortable. And what about anyway, that? So he said, you're above the rules, are you? He said, no, I'm not above the rules. He said, well, but you're going to be spoken to. He said, oh, well, you know, let them speak to me. But he didn't even blow his stack at that. Yeah. Uh, those Wimbledon press conferences, from experience, can get a little fiery. What about the bra gate? Remember, did you hear the story of the bra in round one? A Bulgarian player, had she wore a black bustier, which was a little too close to the fabric, and they could see it was black, mm. um, and so they made a change of bra. And the white one she had was too transparent. She didn't put that on. She knew it was too transparent. She had to borrow her coach's bra. <laughs> How good's that? And she did it and won. Yes, okay. Well, there's all the little quirks and uh, quimbles of uh, Wimbledon. But uh, the simple news is for Australia is that we've got Isla Tomlianovic and the Kyrgios through to the last eight at Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and we'll be, following their, uh, we'll be following their progress over the next couple of days. Hey, it's 8.29 here on Breakfast with Pat and Heels, SNQ. It's up with the news now. So much to talk about. We've uh, going through Wimbledon extensively this morning. The Curios and Isla Tomlovanovic through. Uh, I'm reading a little bit more about this uh, cricket. England could mount their fourth successive chase, yeah. uh, successive winning chase. And they're saying that there's only been two successful fourth innings chases above 200 in a test at Edgbaston. South Africa making five for 283 in 2008. England three for 211 uh, against New Zealand in 1999. So. Like they need three fifty odd. It's a big, oh, it's a big style of play that they've dished out, and now their top order is starting to perform. You know that they've got a fifty. That they their first partnership in this run chase was a good one too. Uh, Crawley and who, uh, whoever the other one is, I don't even know them. Ollie Pope made a duck, and that allow, allowed Joe Root to come in and and start when Johnny Bairstow started. Yep. So uh, they 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 need one hundred and nineteen on the last day, and they're three down with Bairstow and Root at the. And Bairstow's just been so prolific yep. in the last few tests. He's been unbelievable. Update on Leah Kilner was pretty much uh, the same. We're 
Well, you know, well, hopefully the hospital will release more good news today. But apparently she woke from the coma briefly yesterday, the young jockey who had a fall at Grafton on Sunday and her thoughts and prayers of the entire racing industry with her, obviously. Uh, but she woke briefly from the coma and uh, they asked her to recognise and she grabbed and squeezed the finger of her mother and then they put her back under the into a coma straight after that. So, yeah, the racing industry shattered by it. We spoke to Tony Gollan, Queensland's leading trainer, earlier on in the show, and he said, yes, look, you know, they're really hands and knees praying there for Leah and uh, and her recovery, and you know, hopefully she can get back on a horse and riding again, but uh, just getting a recovery is, uh, is paramount. There. there is a digital card uh, yep. going around. You could Google that up, and uh, you can express your wishes and sign that card to Leah. Mm. There's also a GoFundMe page that some of, some people have started and it's not sort of closely related to the family or anything, but mm. there is a GoFundMe opportunity if, if you'd like to do that too. But the digital wishes would be outstanding if they happen to ever get seen. Man who loves his racing is about to join us on the show now. Thanks to mate award-winning Aussie service mobile plans from just 20 bucks. Alan Graham, who's a GM of Suncorp Stadium. Um, it's a wonder you've got time to take a call, <laughs> mate, given what you were confronting over the next week or so at Suncorp. Well, I was trying to mow the field, mate, but it was a bit wet, so <laughs> I'll just come inside and take the call. <laughs> <laughs> um, how wet? And you don't want too much rain, eh? So, so it's this weekend, next Wednesday, and the following weekend. That's right, yeah, it's it's a pretty big week for sure. And how wet is it, mate? Oh, look, it's uh, it's been pretty moderate so far. Yes. Um, feels in, in good nick at the moment, so uh, we're hoping it does fine up because, um, you know, I think apart from make sure the field's okay, I think as a spectacle, everyone would love to come out and see uh, some good dry weather football. Oh, wouldn't they? What are those heat lamps that you use a lot on the surface at Suncorp? What, what are their major use? Well, they're called grow lights, so they, they help stimulate the uh, growth of the grass because there's a certain section of the stadium up at the, uh, the Caxton Street end where during winter, for, say from about late April right through to August, we don't get any sun in that, in yes. that uh, section at all, so you really need um, some light there to stimulate the grass. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a real challenge, but our, our groundsman does a fantastic job. So, Al, basically we're looking for the, uh, the England Wallabies test, what, 40,000 plus Saturday night you're hoping for? Oh, well and truly, yeah. It's, yeah. it's gone really well. Um, so I think that's going to be a strong showing. And, and I think the Broncos uh, you know, and St George always a good match-up, so that'll be a big one on, on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, Dragons fans, uh, they, as we said earlier in the show, they spread far and wide. They love to come out. Then, of course, you've got a massive crowd for Origin sellout. And then how's the EPL match going, Aston Villa and Leeds? Yeah, it's going extremely well too, ticking along really well. I think you know the fact that the players are, you know, starting to arrive and people see that, uh, you know, it is rolling out and uh, they've got something of substance there that they can uh, they can see and touch. Um, I think, um, you know, it's going to help sales as well for that guy. Al, are they two of the clubs you visited a couple of years ago in England? Well, it's it's um interesting story. So we'd originally lined up uh, West Ham and Crystal Palace mm-hmm. when we went over there. And so they were locked in, but they were going to come over in 2020, which, as we all know, um, didn't happen. Um, It was postponed for another year, uh, but COVID was still around. So that that got cancelled. And then um, we worked with with TEG, who who became promoters of the event. And so they they subsequently um, negotiated to... um, 
to switch the teams because West Ham, you know, by this time decided they didn't want to want to tour anymore, neither the Crystal Palace. So, uh, so we ended up with uh, with these two teams, which is fabulous. Yeah, I mean, they're, and they're both high profile who have yeah. who have big followers right around the world. So, yeah, they, they, there was a piece in the paper yesterday about the effects on the economy that this week or so of footy will have, and it's it's nothing but positive, is it? Oh, look, I think it's fabulous, Paddy. As, as you know, you know you spend a bit of time in the street as well, and <laughs> and you see what <laughs> not always on match day what... either. <laughs> <laughs> But you do see what effect, you know, and, and you know, Caxton Street is just, a, you know, as a microcosm of, of, of the, you know, the whole uh, Brisbane and Queensland economy is that, you know, when you see events like this coming, everyone gets a feed, you know, it's whether it's, it's the pubs or the restaurants or the hotels or all the other businesses that are, you know, that are in there, you know, the more people you can bring into into the city and, and, and new money, you know, money that's coming from out of state, uh, out of the country, you know, that helps stimulate the economy. So, you know, always great to see these types of events and we're, we're fortunate that we've got a, you know, we've got them all sandwiched in a week. Yes, and you've had plenty of good trial runs too. This this would be quite a daunting challenge for someone not so experienced. Are your team excited by this? Oh, look, they are. Um, you know, the, this sort of stuff does stimulate them. I've got to t- say, though, but by the end of the week, they will be exhausted um, because, you know, the, am- the amount of hours they need to put in, um, you know, just to turn things over overnight because you're going from rugby union to rugby league and then um, after the origin, you've got to turn it into a, into a, uh, a football um, uh, uh, field and, and uh, you know, a football environment. So, mm. you know, there's lots of different changes that happen, but, you know, we've got a really good committed team you know, they're really well drilled. They know what they're doing. And, uh, you know, um, I'm, I'm pretty certain that they'll do a, do an excellent job, as they always do, over yeah. the coming week. Al, what, what are line markings made of these days? <laughs> uh, it's paint. Paint, paint. <laughs> yeah, not, not the old lime anymore. No. Um, <laughs> no. So, uh, but yeah, it rubs it's, out. Uh, it's, well, it does. Yeah, it's water-based paint. Mm. Um, so we, we actually uh, uh, put some... Uh, uh, special mix with it just to make sure that uh, it is easy to wash out. Um, so um, yeah, that's you know one of the, the things that our grounds staff have uh, have been able to um, uh, to craft over over a period to make sure they get that mix right and to make sure that it's easy to rub out when when you need to because yeah. you know sidelines for example for rugby union are are different to what they are for rugby league. So right. you, know, you need to be able to get rid of those and, and repaint. And then obviously when we get to soccer. Uh, or football on the Sunday, you know, that's totally different ball game as well. My other question about this type of thing is, are rugby union goalposts the same as rugby league? There's a there's a very slight difference. Um, uh, rugby union goalposts are just a fractional, uh, uh, fractionally wider. Um, oh. And so we, we've got our, our goalposts on a, on a pivot. Um, so that the guys are able to um, to just extend those. It's it's only it's it's only a small amount, but you know to make sure we comply with international regulations, we've got the goalpost set up to do that. There you go. You can always expect a couple from left field from heels. But we 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 leave this chat with you enlightened. Thank you, mate. <laughs> That's why the rugby goal kickers were always better in the early days. <laughs> Because they had more to aim at. (laughs) (laughs) Alan Graham, GM of Suncorp Stadium. Uh, Have a decent night's sleep because I don't think you're going to get too many over the next week or so, mate. Yeah, thanks, Paddy. Thanks, Thanks, Eels. Cheers, Al.
Okay, yeah, good to talk to you too, mate. Internet and mobile, Australia's most satisfied NBN customers. Internet from just $59. It's 8.41 here, breakfast with Pat Neils. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on 693 SENQ. Queensland made. Now to our regular listeners saying, hey, we haven't had our dose of uh, Lions updates and uh, the latest from All US Sport mm. with Dane Zorko. He's got a very good excuse, Heels. Not, um, his, not his hammy. No, he's, uh, no his hammy's going to keep him out for at least a game. No, he's uh, waiting the arrival of a brother or a sister oh. to Lewis oh. uh, with his partner. So, uh, yes, there's uh, tense times for uh, the Lions skipper at the moment. We wish them uh, the very best of luck. Lewis, of course, uh, I think now five or six, by the way, he was the one on the sideline the other day at Lions training signing autographs. Yep. I think the autograph read Lewis, number 15. <laughs> so with Dad's number, it was very funny. It was a wonderful vision. Hey, uh, and don't forget, of course, uh, Goat Day tomorrow, Luke Hodge and Cam Smith joining us uh, uh, they have their own half hour here on the show and we'll be with them tomorrow. But right at the moment, we're going to talk with Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility. And joining us as usual, Director of Sales, Jonathan Davies. Good morning, mate. Morning, Pat. Morning, Hills. G'day, JD. Now, some exciting news here uh, with unraced two-year-olds by Jukebox. You've got uh, some of these two unraced two-year-olds with some of the best trainers in the land. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he's um, jukebox is on fire recently. He's he's taking all before him from a small small crop. His first his first season, he only he only had like forty seven live foals on the ground, and twelve of those have already raced. And he's had five winners, including stakes winner Johnny Rocker, trained by Barry Lockwood. Okay, yeah, and also uh, six pace getters as well. Two of them at metro level, and as you mentioned, there's unraced horses with. Uh, Stuart Kendrick and Kieran Maher and Anthony Cummings all still to come through. So uh, he's, uh, he's he's certainly a hot prospect at, the, at this point in time. Oh, unreal. From Jukebox, 47 live foals on the ground. What is the gestation period for a mare? Uh, <clears throat> roughly about 11 months, 11 days. Oh. That's sort of, sort of like the rule we work off, 11, 11, 11. So 11 months, 11 days, 11 hours, if you want to be really specific. But it's sort of... You know, it's like a due date, like gestation for for any animal. It's that's just sort of a guide, and mm. and with with horses, like four weeks either side of their due date is usually the safe period, and and every mare every mare is different. So you're only a couple of months out of the start of the breeding season. That's one September. We are, yeah. So it's uh it's very exciting, and it's all systems go here at the farm. <laughs> Everyone's sort of very busy. Um, trying to get these stallions full and, and books organised and mares organised and it's, uh, it's an exciting time of the year for and us. And it was all the thought. 11s again, 11-12, however, uh, individual mm. mares last season. Like, will will there be more served than that this year? We think so, yeah. We've, um, we covered, yeah, as you said, 1,112 mares last year. So big effort. They were individual mares, and obviously some of those mares were covered more than once. So it was a very busy, very busy breeding season last oh. season. And this year we we uh, we we moved on one of our um, older stallions, Kiss and Makeup. We sold him to another farm. He's gone up to North Queensland. Yep. Um, as we felt he just wasn't sort of um, doing a good enough job to to warrant a place in our roster anymore. And we've we welcomed two new additions in Jonker and Glenn Fiddick. So we would hope. 
you know, from 1,100 metres last year, we, we hope that we'll cover over 1,200 this year. That's for sure. So what you're saying, the director yeah. of sales has done his job? Time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is, what's important, JD, when you are promoting a stallion's wares? Well, for us, obviously, it's you know, pedigree, physique, um, race record, etc. But for us, we really focus on price point as well because if our clients aren't making money, then we don't stay in business pretty much. Mm-hmm. So unless if you got if our if breeders aren't breeding to our stallions and returning and getting a return either on the racetrack or in the sales ring, they they won't be return customers. And for us, repeat business is the most important business. Yeah. And looking after our existing clientele um, is the most important thing for us. So really pricing the stallions where people can, you know, make money in the sale ring or or see a return on the racetrack is most important for us. Yeah, good. It's fascinating stuff. Yeah. yeah, we love having a chat to you. Um, mate, thank you very much. Uh, as you said, you're heading for a really busy time. You're only you're less than two months away from the start of the breeding season, and uh, 1,112 individual mares last year, and you're uh, you're going for 1,200 this year. <laughs> and what are you are now? 1,200 plus. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very harsh roster that you're talking about. Yeah. That kiss and makeup is a victim of very harsh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's uh, he's up, up near the Atherton table ends at the moment. Oh, it'd be beautiful. Up there. <laughs> it's a bit chilly here at the moment. He'd be loving it up there. Oh, <laughs> All right, JD. Thank you, mate. No worries. Jonathan Thanks, Davis. Thanks, JD. He's a director of sales at Aquas. They're Queensland's best and largest stadium facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. It's 8.51 here on Breakfast with Patton Heels and SENQ. For Imar Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Hills on 693 SENQ. Queensland made. Just about to hand over to Matty White shortly, repeating that news from Wimbledon. Uh, sad loss in five sets for Alex uh, Dimonor. That was tough. Jason Kubler beaten in three, but uh, we have uh, two winners through to the quarters. Nick Kyrgios and Isla Tomlianovic. Go day tomorrow, Heels. Cam Smith from inside Camp Marone. I guess he'll be out at Warwick, uh, where it'll be a bit chilly, so he'll be happy to stay in his room and chat to us. And Luke Hodge, of course, with the, oh, the, the Lions lining up against Essendon this yeah, week. They've stayed right up there mm. in the table, the Lions, so get a chance to... Do that again. Now, Mark, win over Essendon. Mark Braybrook at the start of the show mentioned Joey Chestnut. It's very funny. Is can it? I can I just mention it very oh, is, quickly? Is this Coney Island? So he's I think fifteen or sixteen hot dog eating competitions. He's now won. He's he's an American eating legend. They say, but uh, so he's got through sixty three dogs and buns mm. in ten minutes. He won. He won by twenty dogs, but it was way off his record of seventy six last year. Showed up in a moon boot. No one knew what was quite uh, wrong with him. Uh, but in the middle of it, there was an animal rights protester. So Joey has apparently grabbed him and got rid of him in the middle of his eating frenzy. Uh, some of the tweets, Joey Chestnut winning the hot dog contest for the 16th season on crutches and a boot while, while throwing a protester out of the way is the most American thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Taking out protesters and eating over 60 hot dogs, Joey Chestnut's legend only rises. Oh. And Joey Chestnut is the only American institution which has not failed us. <laughs> <laughs> he looked in pain when he accepted the trophy and the belt. Hopefully it was his shoe, it was his boot that was... Was causing him pain and leg, not his 
guts. That, that is a big effort. Yeah, well, he's got through 63. Big effort tonight, too. The English cricket team have a chance to beat India. Uh, they need another 119, seven wickets in hand. Good Indian attack, so they can bounce back, get a wicket or two. They've still got Root and um, uh, though in, then Stokes and Billings before the bowlers come into bat. So well done to England so far. Yeah, and a fair bit of spite, too. Coley's been causing dramas, and we, we told you about his little... Running with Bearstow, well, yep. he gave Bearstow the the send off the other day after he'd scored 106, blowing kisses at him. Well, Bearstow may well have the last laugh because he's not out in his 70s yeah, again. Uh, with Joe Root, they're both in their 70s, both unbeaten, and uh, heading towards uh, what would be a very, very famous victory at Edgbaston. Hope you've enjoyed the show today. We had uh, Benny Walker. Great on. to talk about Ben Walker. His sole yeah. focus with his brother is winning. Yep, manage the men and win. Otherwise, I'm out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's right. We haven't got you to through the finals after a year. Give us the flick. We'll yeah. go back to our business. Yep. Matty White coming up. And as I said, don't forget Goat Day tomorrow with uh, Cam Smith and Luke Hodge. We're really looking forward to bringing to you. We'll be back tomorrow morning right here on Breakfast with Patton Heels at SENQ. And we'll be doing it from 6 o'clock. See we'll you, everyone. speak then. Bye. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.